Let's Welcome go. to Free Fall yeah. RC Podcast. Make sure that the other computer's still playing. Yep. Did that. And we're recording. recording this time. Yes, I think so. Alright, then let's begin. <coughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And George. Hello. Hello. All right. What is this? This is episode 240. Uh, what are we? What's the title? What are we calling this? Everybody chill. Ah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line. <laughs> All right, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? From my favorite movie, Batman and Robin. Ooh. No comment. No comment. I don't want to get beat up by Arnold. <laughs> did you know that movie was written by penguins? <laughs> Let me go first because I didn't do very much. Okay. Uh, I did fly the gasser at some point. I forgot which day. Did a, I don't know, 12, 15 minute flight. I did an entire flight doing, going left to right, right to left, doing stall turns, aileron rolls, and loops, and then breaking it up with five or six autos here and there. And uh, I, I really suck, <laughs> is what I determined with this test. <laughs> it was kind of good to kind of just do some basic stuff. I felt a little better with it by the end of the flight than I did at the beginning. My rolls are not too bad. The axial Elon rolls. Sometimes they barrel roll a little bit. My loops are really shitty though. Like they're kind of egg shaped. And, uh, I, I was trying to get them a little more round and I kept giving too much collective and bogging the helicopter because it's gasser. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just need more practice, I guess. The stall turns were not too bad, though. Those, nice. those were looking pretty good. And these are like the sportsman maneuvers, mm-hmm. F3C, AMA class thingy. Yep. Just doing those, thinking, hmm, that'd be good basic maneuvers to work on just over and over. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like I said, yes. I, would, I would fly for four or five minutes and do five or six autos and then repeat rinse and repeat i don't know andy i've seen you fly i would definitely not say that you suck well uh, yeah i don't know i disagree you're entertaining when i'm standing there it's entertaining well uh, now i know you're full of shit because i'm not entertaining at all yeah yeah you are i'm very boring no <laughs> no you're not yeah i love those uh slide into home base autos yeah, yeah, those are pretty fun. I did a few of those. The gasser does them so well, though. Cause it's big and heavy. You can just come in yeah. hauling ass. But you got it. You know, well, you know the helicopter's good. He was coming down my my landing strip, like, you know, landing an airplane. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's fun, especially if you've got some short on. grass or something. Mm-hmm. It works well. Yeah. You ought to see it right now. It's just so beautiful. It looks like. Oh, I bet. Uh, you stick your arm down to your elbow in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's kind of gotten crazy. I, I hadn't kept up with the mowing. 
So now it's like two and a half inches. This is as short as I can mow it. I got to like start doubling up to get it back down where it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. But I haven't been flying, so I was like, why the fuck am I mowing this thing all the time? I'm not even using it. It so just makes like, it so it makes it thicker and thicker the more you mow it. Yeah, I, I know. Mow mine about every four or five days, even. Sometimes, you know, that can get flown on in between. Well, but it's the way it's been raining and stuff to keep it down at the inch and a half, inch and a quarter where it really is nice. I would need to mow it like every three days because it's growing so fast. Yeah, that's true. The, the shorter you keep it, the fat, the more often you got to mow it because otherwise you just kill yeah. the grass. You take too much of it off. So, yeah. but anyway, uh, let's see. Simmed on Friday. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, all you guys were there except George. He doesn't like to come hang out with us. We're not cool enough, I guess. I think he's got a phobia. I had yeah. a date with my wife. Yeah, he's got something every week. Friday night, date night. He's got a date. He's got to take a nap. He's going to he's the park. Going to the park. <laughs> These are all just code words. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> George-isms. Yes. <laughs> How do y'all think I get so much done? I mean, I I just stay busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I need to take some time off, though. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I didn't write down or notice who all was there this week. I'm sorry, guys. We had a really big turnout. Damn it, Andy. I know. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I could try to remember, but mostly the same guys. Yeah. We've, we've had a couple new people show up, and I don't know if we're just all talking too much and they can't jump in or what, but there's a few guys that I've seen pop up on there that come and see them and hang out, but don't really say a whole lot. Right. Yeah. I've seen some new screen names come up, come up as uh-huh. we're simming. Oh, I would say don't be intimidated. Just be like, hey, you idiot, shut up a minute so I can tell you who I am. Exactly. Yeah. That would be my advice if you if you come join the, the Discord. Say, hey, shut up. Let me tell you who I am, where I'm at, and then continue. Or nope. if you see somebody new on, invite them to speak up and say, hey, I see we've got somebody new this week. Yeah, we've done that a couple times, and they don't say anything. Well, the problem with that, too, is that we're we're not looking at the discord to notice who they are and then their name pops up real quick and then we don't know if they're in discord or not yeah we only see them when they join the the sim session right yeah so yeah and a lot of a lot of people's names don't match the discord Mm -hmm. name and the sim name is different yeah right so yeah just tell shaggy to shut up and then say i am new yeah introduce yourself then you can say Sit Tinder, stop talking. I yeah, am so and so. No, it's, it's been great though, dude. It really has. Sit Tinder, Shaggy, and uh, Steve Shaw. It's kind of hard to get a word in it. <laughs> yes, no, yes. Steve doesn't talk that much. Steve just comes on, says hi. Well, and Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. I'm Kevin. Can't get him to shut up. No, Trump especially Kevin. when I've nope. been drinking. Oh my god. <laughs> What were we talking about? Pretty, pretty toss last You missed all the military talk, George, last week. I think it was we were talking about. I bet when you, 
I bet when you quit talking, it's just all of a sudden and they hear a big thump when your head hits the floor, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Where's Kevin? <laughs> I'd have to sim for eight hours for that Ow. to happen, I think. I'm not my head's not hitting the floor after two hours of drinking. That's for sure. He's a professional, George. Professional. I thought you were making them big drinks because <laughs> I was when no. but the wife was gone this weekend, so yeah, oh, I was making a lot of trips. Yourself. And that well, actually well, works out better. <laughs> what is it, uh, Kevin? Your stick, your uh, the responsible alcoholic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, when you're drinking like that on the weekends, and your wife's gone, do you wear a, you know, a, an adult diaper or anything? No, George. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> yeah, and I sleep in the bathtub. No, <laughs> I actually said it works out better because. When I drink a lot, like when I make the drinks really big, I must be spilling a lot of vodka in them because I wake up the next day and I'm a little hungover and I had at least six drinks this past weekend and I was making them regular one at a time and I woke up the next day and was fine. Uh, no problem at all. Yeah, because you're pacing yourself more than like, yeah. I got to get these in before she says anything. <laughs> well, no, it's just like I got three. So yeah. I got to make them two and a half times Yeah, you got to make them count, right? Wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was one night where I was making two and bringing them up. <laughs> just bring the whole bottle. <laughs> I know. Like, bottle going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah exactly. Just, just, just take your bottle, bottle of vodka, take your tonic water, yeah. and then just pour it in when you get up there. Yeah. yeah. All you need would be like a little ice box, you know, yeah. a little bucket of ice. Yeah. Just take your entire bar, dump all the <laughs> shit in a box, and carry that bucket. to your room. You know, like those big, you know, buckets when you have uh, parties and you have beers and ice. Just yeah. bring one of those things up. Yeah. yourself. Yep. You just need to put your bottle and stuff in in the front of R two and make a little cooling unit around it. Ooh, yeah, a little mini fridge. In there. Well, you, you know what? I, I think I think you know what'll work is I need one of those large, either a large cart from like the fifties, or I was thinking about maybe one of the globes. That has the secret compartment yes. in the top. Yes. And it's all alcohol in there. You try that. Nah, it's it's fine. <laughs> or you could always just get a hanger and an IV bag full of <laughs> yeah. vodka. I was having some fun Friday and had a few drinks Saturday. But uh it's Andy's time. I don't wanna I don't wanna cut into Andy's oh, time. I thought we were already on to you. I thought we were talking about your weekend. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm kinda done. Other than Sam and I hadn't done shit. So. All right. Well, I guess I'll go then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sim Friday night. It was a lot of fun. Satinder was there. Jeez, Andy, I know Steve was there. Jamie Burkholder, I, I think, was there. I don't know. Ian Joel. Ian Joel, yep. Shaggy, for sure. Uh-huh. Dan, I think Dan showed up, didn't he? Daniel. Yeah, yep. Gucci. Gucci showed yeah. up again. Yep. It was good. A bunch good. of guys. I and I tell you, I'm feeling it helping me at the field, because flying on Saturday was really cool, man. Really cool, not having any pucker moments or anything like that. I know what Steve would say. Steve would say, "Well, then you're not flying hard enough," and I kind of agree. But I'm actually enjoying myself. It's it's a point where I I could look forward, you know, from four years ago and say, "Man, I can't wait till I get to a point where I can just fly these things and." Have some fun, you know. Nice. And it is. It's. It's been really good. Been having a lot of fun. The field was was really cool. We had a great time on Saturday uh, with Mike D and a lot of the regulars from 
uh-huh. from Polda. I got to see some pretty good planes. Like there was a lot of plankers there in the morning when I showed up. I actually, like I said, uh-huh. uh, I got up kind of early because I felt good, and I was out the door by I think quarter to nine, something like that, and drove down in the field. Got there around ten o'clock, and there were some of the uh, older plankers that I really have never seen fly. And uh, one guy, Mike, was flying his biplane for him and uh, testing it out. And then he got into a flight, and I happened to glance up at his flight, and I was like, oh, he's flying inverted. You know, he's like in, doing inverted circuits. This guy's pretty good. Well, as soon as I said that to myself, he pulled the elevator and went right to, you know, uh, right up a regular flight. And he was kind of flying at a weird angle behind him. <laughs> and, man, a he what? lost it into the yeah he was kind of he's kind of flying towards him inverted and then he just pulled back on the elevator and he went upright and then he was fl- he banked it to the right and it was kind of like to his right and on you know over the f- over the driveway that we drive in on and okay. heading for the trees and i'm like oh, oh shit boy. and he corrected he got it back around but then it just started spiraling down man and he just drove it straight in like just he uh-huh. couldn't get out of the death spiral and it was a, you know, foamy biplane, but, and it, I was okay. shocked when he brought it back because it really didn't look like it was a lot of damage. He busted the wings up, but I was yeah. like, man, I could fix that, you know? My. Nice. But then one of the other guys, uh, your buddy there, Steve, uh, had his biplane out that was a gasser, man, and, uh, he flew that around for a while, and mm-hmm. that plane was sweet, man. It was like an old, like, World War One Eindecker looking type of biplane. Very nice. Yeah, the heli hater. The heli hater. Yes. The heli hater. Yeah. <laughs> but I had I had a lot of fun, man. I flew the the five, uh, the oxy five, the six ninety, and uh, had a great time, man. Even with Bill being there, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did more priming and bondo on the R two, man. That's just been an ongoing, like, thing. You know, I'm trying to get the the print lines out and the seams to be invisible and that's actually coming out really good man um, yeah it looks cool i'm having fun with that project even though i am at the sanding stage and i kind of got to give a shout out to dave uh hotskins uh i forget how to pronounce his last name uh, i've been talking to him a lot on facebook he's a friend of ian joel who looked me up and uh he's got one that he did and it's almost finished and he's been helping me out with the just a few things like here and there like what type of paint he's been using and just like different questions i have about control and stuff like that and on that note i got the bluetooth working today the little mini bluetooth thing that i'm using from a playstation to control it Mm -hmm. which was uh it's pretty cool i mean it's a little frustrating when you buy these parts and you're not i'm not buying the genuine arduino parts like there's a lot of chinese knockoffs on this stuff on Amazon and stuff. So I'm kind of buying some cheap versions of the Arduino and the Shield, and there's not a lot of literature on it, so you kind of got to do some research, and without wiring the wrong thing and blowing it up, you got to kind of like uh, trial and error as to get the the Shield working and different things like that. It was it was Now let me put the let me put the scenario out to you guys and see what you guys think. So I have an Arduino, which is a little microprocessor, and then I have a shield, which is a unit that goes over the top into specific pins, and mm-hmm. it it's for a USB input. Okay. And the, the shield itself has two uh, of those locations where it has two little solder pads on each side to where you can short 
uh, it together. And one okay. says 3.3 volts and one says 5 volts. And oh, I wanted yeah. to use 5 volts. There was two of those locations. So I soldered both of the 5-volt ones together. Couldn't get it to work. Couldn't get the Arduino software to recognize the shield. Okay. And I thought it was a Bluetooth unit. And I planned on ordering another one, like a better one, long-range one. And I got that in today. And I'm like, okay, it's not the it's not the Bluetooth unit. I moved it to another computer that I have the software on it. I tried it over there. And I'm like, all right, it's not the computer. It's not the software. And then I did a little more research online. Now... You would guys would think that if you wanted five volts to come out of the shield, that doing that, attaching those two pads, you know, those two sets of pads to each other, mm-hmm. that would be it, right? The one of those two sets of 3.3 and five volt locations, you had to actually uh, short the 3.3, which I would have never have thought of. And as soon as I did that, it recognized the Bluetooth and it started working fine. Mm. Well, and what's really cool about this is I can attach one Bluetooth, uh, you know, wireless controller via the Mac ID, and I can also attach another one. So you could have two, one in each hand, one driving them around and one doing the, the, the dome or whatnot. Different you know? features, yeah. But what I really, what I'm really thinking about, like, now is how cool is this that you can do this with a, with a controller? Now, if I wanted to build like a tank or something else and, and have different things and different sequences of stuff. Now I got all these buttons on the, on the controller, on the little PS3 controller that I could do all this weird stuff with, you know, it's just, it, like I always say, it opens up another, another thought pattern as to what else I could use this for, you know, Mm -hmm. very cool, man. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. And I, uh, to round things out, I simmed with the new, simulator today the new microsoft simulator oh nice microsoft oh, flight yeah? sim yeah I, I did the monster download yesterday uh-huh and my machine is good but it's not like amazing you know it's not like 2020 updated with all the new processor and you know gpu and all that kind of stuff and it yeah. ran it pretty good but uh Dude, I took off from, I did just didn't want to do like a basic flight and see if I could find my house. So I took off from Essex Airport here in New Jersey, where I actually did fly a full scale, that one flight yeah. that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was able to navigate the exact same flight path that we took, like even fly up and then find my house and everything. And mm. it's unbelievable the level of detail. Really? That's on this. And I don't know how they do it, but, uh, the tree every little tree is there you get close enough to the ground and there's cars actually driving around and uh it's it's amazing and i'm tied into like actually live navigation that's going on currently so an actual flight is going by and it's actually in the game it's it's bizarre like i flew around newark airport and i actually followed a plane in landing oh, yeah. that was an actual plane yeah that was like an actual real plane that they yeah, that they're pulling data from and, and live right. weather and, and all that stuff. And oh, I've, wow. I did a little research on how the game operates. And it basically, it's it's like you don't have the entire map of the world on your computer. It's it's constantly updating, you know, over the Internet. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an amazing. I've only got like maybe an hour in it. And it's an amazing level of detail. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just messing That's around cool. with it some more. I, I kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. 
Nice. What do you have for controls? Um, are you going to get like pedals and a yoke and stuff, or no, what are you doing? I have the Thrustmaster. Thrustmaster, you know, <laughs> the Thrustmaster. Yeah. Well, I was more curious if you're going to get pedals. No. Or if you had pedals. No, because the you can you can rotate the joystick like so, and that does your rudder. Fly yeah, down here realistic. to my house. I wanted to. I wanted to see if I could find you and Andy, uh, but I'm not sure how to do that yet. How to put an actual like address in and fly over your house. Like I only Just knew head, head toward Tennessee. You'll find us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go outside and wave my arms. <laughs> you yeah, should be able to see the runway. Oh, that's too funny. And the airplane. If I do George, I'll, I'll take a screenshot of it or a picture of it yeah. and I'll send it to you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. As soon as I can figure out how to do like, um, navigate my way around with an address, I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But it was a very cool man. Except when I flew around New York City, I was—I don't know whether it was—I don't know with, with the setting I had on my computer. It was like, it was like Escape from New York. All the buildings look grungy. Oh, I'm like, really? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Have you been downtown lately? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it is kind of grungy, right? Might be. There's just so much to to map and yeah, and do. You might have got overloaded. You had to pull back the the. Um, resolution. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. There's uh, supposedly, I'm not sure the number, but there's a certain amount of like airports and locations like New York City that are actually, you know, built in, like built into the game and are actually done with a higher level of detail of the rest of the than the rest. Yeah, yeah probably like the landmarks. Yeah, that's so cool. But that's all I've been doing this week. That's a lot. Yeah. So who's next? Um, I can go next, I guess. So I sim for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I like jumped on. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and and you know we're right. Like you have to just like interject because conversation on that just nonstop. People are yapping nonstop about things. So that's a good word for it. Yapping. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I signed on for a bit. Um, you know, basically was waiting for. Her my wife to order some food and I had to go pick up food dinner for the family. So, um, so I only got about five minutes or so before I jumped off. Uh, I did fly on Saturday. It was really good to get everyone at the field. This was probably the first time since COVID that wasn't an event that I saw like, you know, a decent amount of folks. Um, usually it's just like me, Kevin and Mike at the field. I'm, you know, obviously with some plankers, but heli wise, it's, you know, that's about it. But this time it was a lot more. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I had a great time at the field. Mike grilled some burgers for lunch. It's awesome. I also got a plaque, which thank you, everyone. That was great. A little memento of like, you know, of me leaving. Um, what else happened? Uh, we're working on Paul's Nitro. Uh, my nitro hot started. That was very interesting. Yeah, my uh-huh. freaking black nitro hot started. Yeah, I was I trying to. That. So I was trying to get the gov to work again. You know, it's like my my flying style is calming down. I'm not like smack, 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 trying to smack the helicopter. I'm trying to actually do some more like real maneuvers and stuff and learning things. So I was like, let me get this gov thing working. Get the gov set up. I, you know, pulled it back from the. From the motor to back plate because I think that's part of the reason why it wasn't working is that it was too close. 
getting a lot of noise and vibration and, and like my RPMs would always jump up and down all around. So I did that. I got it going. And then like I noticed my servo was weird. It wasn't acting right. And I'm like, okay, let me see. I'm checking it. I disabled all the macro cells. Um, I don't know. I think I might have hit something because my throttle servo ended up reversing. So oh, when I was like, ah, oh, man, I think this is good enough. Let's try starting it. And it was full scream. And I'm like, holy shit. Holding the heli. And I just pulled a fuel line. Um, you know, uneventful, but a loud noise for sure. That was a, a screaming YS right there. Um, clutch burnt out. Like, uh, you know, I was holding it. Clutch was just burning and burning. Um, but no other damage, as far as I can tell. I have to take a look at the motor, but I actually planned on rebuilding that motor soon anyways because I wanted to do the, uh, the more power conversion. What is it called? More power. Yeah, more power conversion from, um, yeah, from those guys. I forgot their name. I know Gregor. Who else was it? Um, yeah, Jay Tom. Um, so yeah, let's see. It was a really hot day. Yeah. It was a really hot day. Like I, I didn't fly a lot. You know, I, I did a lot of wrenching at the field, and I did fly the, um, the Kraken 580. And I have to say, you know that like the double Emmelman that I do. You know, it's, it's an F3N maneuver, like the first maneuver in F3N. Um, I was doing it on that helicopter, and what a difference center gravity makes on a roll. I know we all say it and, you know, we, we can all logically think about it and say, yeah, of course, right? Like, it's going to roll on the axis better. Um, but I've never done it. I've never done this maneuver on nothing but uh, the black nitro and the gasser, uh, goblin gasser. So I never tried it on, you know, my Kraken uh, 700 electric or the, the electric uh, 580. So I tried it and the rolls were like in line, in that same flying angle, like when I go, you know, up on the first part of the loop and I'm inverted and I roll right over, it stayed same altitude um, and just flew. And then even coming down at the bottom, it was the same thing. It, uh, I never really noticed the, the rolls, you know, like usually I just go back and forth and then I'll roll, 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 and I'll do pretty quick. But to be like when you're trying to do it precise, it actually makes a huge difference with the center of gravity as far as I can tell. Um, so that was pretty cool. And that was an interesting thing that I, I is noticed. Your, is your black nitro not balanced? It is, but the problem is it's, it's not, the center of gravity is high because from the bottom of the fuel tank or with the motor to the top of the head, right? Like that's a good six, seven inches or whatever it is. But on the Kraken, because everything is brought up. And oh, like so the battery, you're not talking about center of gravity. You're talking about the. Actual, the, like, center. Yeah, the other way. Yeah. The mass yeah, not being center gravity. higher, higher yes. to the disc. Okay, I got right. you. Right. That center of gravity of, like, everything being compressed that way, not the forward and back center of gravity. Okay, you know, I got It's you. top to bottom. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. That I, I really noticed that difference. And we just see how, um, you know, how other helicopters feel when I do the same maneuver, right? Now that I know like what this helicopter feels, I want to try it on, on the other one. I'm going to try it on the Kraken 580 Nitro when I get that built, um, to see how different it would be. Um, really, that's it. I just been working house stuff, um, trying to pack up. So let's see what's up with George. 
Well, this week I didn't fly a single thing, but Ugh. I did. I did get a lot done. Been really busy at work, so I've been staying out here pretty late. I've got uh, seven helicopters ready to take down for the show and to trade on and stuff like that. And um, down in Dalton on is that the seventh? Yeah, starts the week of the seventh. Starts on the Labor Day. So I'll be down there for a week, and then the next weekend will be the sub-event. I was thinking the date on it. It's like the, I think, uh, what, 17th, 18th, 19th, right, you know, about 15 minutes from Dalton down there in uh, Cahutta, Georgia. Beautiful place. I, I told you about it before, how to spring-fed concrete pond. Really Really nice place to have a sub and boat event. So I've been working on some things to, to take down to the helicopter event. You think, you know, printing out all these gigantic submarines and helicopters and stuff, I'd be completely focused on that stuff, getting it done, and my PBR, my boat project. But I just got a wild hair to print out one of those Sea Kings, like that big one, but, but do it in a, a Blade 230S size. And um, it's really turned out cool. The way I sliced it, um, the top part where the engines are, the two big, uh, you know, turbine intakes, mm -hmm. all that section there lifts off with magnets. It's got two little pins that keeps it aligned. Oh, that's up. cool. But um, and then of course the motors just mounted up on the top of the the boom in mm -hmm. the original motor holder just kind of blended in but uh when i get it when i get it all stuck together i'll uh i'll post some pictures up under this uh episode now george that tail on that kind of goes up doesn't it on the sea king yes are you going to do that on the 230 yeah really how are you going to accomplish that it's it's just got you know three wires going to it and put it anywhere you want to. oh right i forgot that's yeah. a motor driven yeah yeah, that's the beautiful thing about those. Oh, that's pictures. cool. Yeah. You can put them in anything. Right. I've got a uh, Jet Ranger printed out to put one in and just haven't got around to doing it. But, you know, after the Marine One episode, I got to thinking about that. That would be really cool to paint it up like that and get get some decals printed out and put on the doors of it. And uh, that'd be a real hit at the show. Mm-hmm. Flying around. Yeah. I've never seen one done like that. I've seen them done. You know, I had one like a uh, MD500. It ate the Paraline, or the Paraline ate it. <laughs> then um, the PBR, I finally finished it up. I've got it all painted, detailed out. Got got the uh, action figures, my girls, you know, my GI Janes in it. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got all their weapons and stuff in there. And the front turret, I made it turn. And I'm thinking about making the girl up there that's manning that gun I'm thinking about making her head turn either hers or the the captain's head nice. and then it's got That'd lights cool. on it it's got a pretty good spotlight on the gun and up on the top of the uh the uh, cover got a uh, got a flag for it that looks pretty scale and yeah i got it painted that was the big thing and trying to 
blended in good to where I didn't I didn't want to paint the bottom half of that hole so I can beat it around and possum creek over here and stuff and uh, not worry about knocking the paint off of it but I think it turned out really good for you know no longer than it took to build it can't wait to get it in a, a big big pond or uh, up in the lake up there at East Asheville uh, campground mm, cool, yeah, you got to put it up a river Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Possum Creek, you know, it's a pretty good-sized creek. It's probably, I'd say, 30 feet wide, probably foot and a half, two feet deep all the time at least. Mm-hmm. And um, that'd be perfect. Set up a camera on the on the bank and just get some video of it running up and down the mm-hmm. creek. That'd be neat. Are you going to putt around with it, or are you going to rip ass around with it? I'll probably just putt around with it. Yeah, right. You'll be ripping ass. <laughs> now I'm gonna print out, you know, the, the model I got to fill in the parts I was missing for this thing. I'm gonna print the whole thing out, even bigger than this one, and we'll probably. Uh, I'm thinking about taking a, a jet EDF and making a jet drive out of it. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of control. Just put a lower key, put a lower KV motor in it, you know, and uh, yeah. He found that scale function on the 3D slicing software, yeah, and that's exactly. it. He hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah, chopped all those pieces up and got them in there good. It, it, I mean, it really turned out great. I can't get over uh, how, how good. soon before you have one large enough for Spanky to ride in it. The next one probably would be big, if, big enough if you left the. See, I made this one where you can take that canopy off of it, on and off the light unplugs, and it's got four screws that hold it to the rest of the to the uh, boat and uh, just because I kind of thought about that I'm probably going to take the, the floor comes just about completely out of it right there where where the battery hatches are and the guns where the M60 and the grenade launcher are so I thought about I could just print out a little floor piece right there solid and see if he'd ride in it <laughs> does he like water? Like swim. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he might not ride in that as good as the, the land vehicles. Yeah, that's true. What I could do is I could put it on a RC car or something and drive it right down to the edge of the creek. <laughs> drive it slam, on. Slam, <laughs> just all the slam on the brakes real hard and just shoot right out the, hmm. out oh, Poor the Spanky. <laughs> but um, and then uh, you know finish that up but I've been working like crazy on this sub because I've got to get this done I've just got until uh, Labor Day I'll be down there for basically two weeks I got to I got to get this thing done but I, instead of just printing it nose to tail I, I skipped ahead to the tailpiece so I could go ahead and mount the motor and, and the uh, propeller and do all the control surfaces and uh I've got all that rigged up now. So it's just printing out two more huge pieces. They're 425 millimeters tall each. So probably going to take most of the week to print them out. Wow. And then I've got to use my good primer on them inside and out and let that dry. Then I'll mount everything inside of it and then stick it together paint the outside of it awesome man it's been a job printing i'm telling you i <laughs> between the uh the what was it jmo 
technologies and the uh, hatch box. Whew. I'm going to go broke. <laughs> I like the lights, man. That, that was a good touch, man. Uh, yeah. Nice idea. Yeah, that yeah, way, I figure if I've got it, that big lake up there in Asheville, um, I could see it, you know, say five, six hundred yards away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, man. Nice I especially like detail. the spotlight on the front on the gun. Yeah. Oh, on the boat, really cool. yeah. I thought you were talking about submarine. I, it's, the submarine's going to have navigation lights on it, too, so that oh, okay, cool. I can get it out at night. Thinking about kind of putting like a one a periscope up and having like a little light on top of it shining down on it where you can see the top of the sub at night, mm-hmm. or like night night deals. See, George does all this cool stuff, man, and I would immediately be printing out the head of a crocodile and making that RC. I'd be driving <laughs> that around. I've been thinking about it. Uh, yeah, those pop up in your news feeds. I've started to buy one of them dang things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that project's really coming along good, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's huge. It, uh, it'll lack about, yeah, I think four inches being 10 feet long. Wow. And that's been my week. Been out here in this hangar most of the time, other than when I'm asleep or taking care of personal hygiene. <laughs> that boat's a good size, too, man. Yeah. The PBR? It's, it's, it's one six scale. It's, 44 inches long. Yeah, that's freaking huge, man. Guess how much it weighs. I'm running, I'll tell you what I've got in it. You know, I've got an airplane motor and the 3D printed jet drive and everything. And it's got uh, like a 50 amp ESC and two four cell 4,000 milliamp batteries. And it's got some plywood bulkheads and stuff in it and all the 3D printed parts. Hmm. What would you guess? I don't know. How seven long? pounds? 44 Five inches s- long. Mm, yeah, I probably 15 pounds. That's pretty close. It weighs 19.8 pounds. I, wow, I almost damn. said 20, but then I was like, mm, maybe it's a little less than that. Yeah, well, see, that'd be better if you was on the prices right. You'd have won. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it was heavy, That the big plastic hull thing. that That's a thick, yeah. heavy-duty plastic. Yeah. It weighs a lot. But it's good. It'll sit in the water because before it, it wouldn't, without all that stuff in it, it wouldn't hardly even sit down the water. Yeah. And now I got a little kitty pool out here. I tested in, but uh, now it sits in with the with the nozzle, pretty much even with the top of the water. I'm I'm still worried you're going to go out there and do a donut and tip <laughs> it over. <laughs> I might. You never know. <laughs> It go around around circle. It's so heavy. I don't think you know. Unless I'm going over a waterfall, I don't think it's going to have enough power to do a whole lot. Maybe not. I don't know. It just that you know it doesn't have a plane to get up on. Right, right. But it'll look cool as crap, you know. Especially if I make the, one of the figures' heads move, move or yeah. something, you know. Kids yeah. at the campground around the lake be checking it out and turn the guns mm-hmm. over toward them. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Screaming, crying to their moms. Get some slow mo video of that. It'll look real. Mm-hmm. Put a little yeah. FPP camera in it. That'd be. Cool. You did? No. Oh, but you could. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can put it in the shirt of the uh, front gunner. Just zip it up, you know, around the camera. Yeah. So you'd be looking down the barrels of those twin 50s. Okay, but that's my week. Let's move it on. All right. Enough so rambling. let's move it on to the main topic here. All right. Everybody chill, chilling out. What are we talking about here? I don't know, but I the first couple of things I said was in uh, the Arnold voice, and i pretty sure Helly Heads were going to be like, oh, crap, is he going to be Arnold the whole show? <laughs> That's our idea. <laughs> Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about ways of staying cool. Yes. Temperature when, wise. When you're out flying, yep. We can't help your coolness other than that. Your attitude stinks as it is, so we can't help that. Yeah. We can only help your temperature <laughs> coolness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not your popularity coolness. Or how you look. Well, you know. That's good. I've never been cool, so this is good. You need to get you a can of Dapper Dan. And a leather jacket and some engineer boots, and you'll be set. What do you think this is, 1953? <laughs> and put that pack of cigarettes in your white T-shirt yeah, under the sleeve. the sleeve. Yep. <laughs> LSMFT. LSMFT. Lucky strikes. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Okay. I only drink anymore. I don't smoke. Yeah. I don't either. Because smoking's not good for you oh i know yeah i was a marlboro guy and then became a newport guy newports newport mm. yeah man what yeah. <laughs> oh yes yeah. so what are we talking about here smoking or ways of staying cool <laughs> yeah cool cigarettes uh let's see so yeah ways to stay cool how do you guys stay cool on those hot days down south, huh? I stay in the house. I <laughs> stay in the house. There you oh. go. I tell you, when I go to an event and, you know, it's like, say, Joe Nall or Nall in the fall, and it's we're there for eight days, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of pace yourself and get get used to it and get used to being funky, get used to sure. being wet. Get acclimated. Take a, mm-hmm. take a sh- yeah, take a shower and walk out there in five minutes, you know, you're Ringing water at your socks and underwear. It's just part of it. You can't get out there and fight fire like you do on a normal day when it's, you know, 75. You have to really kind of prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we'll talk about some of that, some of the other tips that would relate to that. Also, an electric fan, you know, that's uh, a must have if you're. Yeah, I agree. If if you if there's no wind blowing, like if yeah. you're out at the field and there's a nice breeze, that, that's good. If not, a fan goes a long way to kind of help. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the last thing I think about bringing. It's funny because yeah. uh, the planker brings one, and I've been throwing in my little battery-operated one that I got that I use in the tent when I go camping. Uh, but it's not. It's good at night, but it's not that great. And, uh, you know... The sunny like 90 degree weather yeah i mean if if you've got your a generator and stuff if you're charging or whatever yeah. a ten dollar box fan works fantastic i mean yeah. you'd be surprised how much it helps i keep two of them in that rv fan. and i mean they're super super handy yeah 
like when we were down there uh, at your all's field, it was so hot that day. Um, those things are just awesome. You know, I, I'll hang them up sometimes from the awning mm-hmm. and uh, just let them hang up there and kind of keep yeah. that air blown out from underneath the awning so it's not so hot. Right. Yeah, I've seen people hang them on the easy ups and stuff. Yeah, easy ups. But um, Camper's got an awning on it, and then I've got a another big, uh, it's like a synthetic microfiber type tarp, military tarp. It's really nice that I pull out and I've got two telescopic uh, tent posts and I tie them off, stake them off. So, and then I've got a spreader deal that goes up in the middle of it so the rain washes off of it good. But that gives me quite a bit of shade, you know, on the camper. But still, shade's great. But man, if you don't have some air blowing over you when it's just stagnant, yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to be like that probably down there this helicopter event yeah and you got to be careful where you place the fan too i mean if, if you're placing it up high under the canopy that's not really going to help you too much you're only going to be blowing the hot air back down i like on you, you know it, hang it on one end and let it blow across yeah that's how i see that mm-hmm. keeps yeah that, keeps the air blown off of it because that sun beating down on that that canopy oh i see what you mean yeah, yeah. okay it gets like for two feet there it's like 100 degrees mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, I think shade is very important, whether it's a pop-up canopy or canopy on a camper or a tree. Yeah. Wherever you can find shade, it's always beneficial in the hot summer. Yeah. 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 I used to bring my pop-up, but the planker now brings his trailer, which has he has his pop-up in there, so we, we use that mm-hmm. a lot. But I'll tell you, when we went, we'll go up to uh, Robert's event, and I know it's not the really the you know, the prime heat time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's in yeah. early September. See, it still gets hot. We would link all the canopies together, and that actually worked out really good. I remember it being yeah, tent city. Oh, yeah. cool underneath all of those. Mm-hmm. Until it rained. Yeah. yeah. You got the yeah, We never experienced, thank God. Mm-hmm. Steve Hodges, he's got, he's got four of those 10 by 10s. He's got a really good setup with Velcro that he hooks them all together and stakes them down. And then he's got walls for it too. So he keeps his tables underneath there and everything. And we usually have that extended out past my, my big canopy setup. So we, we usually have, you know, I don't know about half an acre under shade. You know, Ed Johnson's got a really nice setup. It's like an easy up that has a, like a kind of like a wall that he can hoist up, Mm -hmm. like sort of raise up from the top of the easy up or from, from the side of the easy up and then he can open up his trailer on his vehicle or the back of his vehicle kind of like to create like a whole cover from his vehicle over to the easy up that's cool pretty nice pretty nice setup and i know some of the easy ups that uh, i've seen the smaller cheaper ones are nice i mean do the job but some of the more expensive ones have a little ventilation in the top which is really helpful too Always get them to have vertical legs. Don't get don't get them slanted because you never can hook them into other ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the vent's important for a couple of reasons. One, it lets the heat out, but it also won't catch wind as bad. Yes. Right. It's, it's not as apt to get blown across the field if the air can get out of the top of the of the thing. 
So if you, if you have the option to buy a pop-up with a vent in the top, go that route. Uh-huh. They don't all have them, but the more expensive ones do. Yeah, and I've I've seen. I'm trying to think of the name of the company. It's like a camping outdoor company. Uh, maybe it's Coleman that makes it, but I've seen. Yeah, Coleman's got one like that. It's kind of got a uh, eave that hangs out over it, though. It, I guess it'd still be okay to stick them together, but you kind of have to overlap them to get the legs close enough. Yeah. Or you could get one of them and put some of those smaller ones around it. Yeah, and definitely whether you think it's going to be windy or not, I mean, unless it's a dead calm day, you can never... Uh, you can never uh, be too secure in your easy up, you know, as far as staking it down. Yeah. I've Sometimes stake, the winds come out of nowhere. I stake them down like gravity goes away at 6 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I see a lot of people just drive a tiny little, um, those little bent stakes that come with them. <laughs> and then yeah, you, you no. see them trying to catch their <laughs> pop-up as it goes across the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know put, what I got that I, that I use? Sorry. Uh, I've been using the railroad spikes. Like, I'll just get some smaller railroad tie spikes and bring them. I have them all in a bag with a mallet. Time that, like what? The, going through the legs of the of the easy up. Like, there's a hole in it. Huh? Yeah, but you talking about like spike. a railroad spike? A square? Yeah, it's like spike. It's not a, a huge railroad. It's like they make different sizes. You're just talking about like the spikes that are like Not down here. They're like a plus sign spike that goes in and has a little hook on the side. No, no, this is an actual railroad. It's a railroad tie. That's oh. what they connect railroad ties together with. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. The only <laughs> ones I've ever seen will not go, you know, they're like a inch square. Yeah. Six inches yeah. long. Yeah. No, no, they're not square. They're just like giant nails. Oh. Oh, well, that's not a railroad spike. Timber spike or something. Just a big, gigantic nail. I guess, uh, well, I'm calling the railroad ties the uh, the uh, six by six, you know, treated yeah. ties. Um, okay. So I guess I'm calling the railroad spike that, but yeah. 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 So I know what you mean. You're talking about the old timey ones with the, uh, yeah. with the rounded head and all that. No, these are like just giant nails. Well, we, we used to use those for when I used to do um, the, the few walls that I actually built out of railroad ties was we would drill out like a three-eighths inch hole mm-hmm. and drive those in between and you know, connect them all together. I got you. Just a big, big giant nail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I right. tell you That's- what's really good for stakes. I've used them for years. That's what's holding that Beechcraft airplane down up there at the road up on that big stand. And, I mean, it's gone through some storms you wouldn't believe. And um, I take like three-eighths and half-inch rebar, depending on what I'm staking down, and I'll do like two feet or three feet long pieces of it and then cut a piece about two inches long and just make like a T on the you know out of the whole thing and you just drive that down through your anchors like that tent out there on the flight line it's been through I know 60 mile an hour winds it's got three feet and it I mean the skin may eventually wear off of it and blow away but that frame will still be there yeah you're welding that thing to the top of it's what you're saying yeah like a T yeah yeah and um, I keep different sizes of them. I've got them from like, I don't know, 14 inches to, to about three feet. And they're cheap. 
and and they they just really hold good. And the way it's got that tea, they're they're really easy to get out. I usually mm-hmm. just keep a pry bar with me and just stick it down to the ground, pull it a little bit, and it comes right out. I just looked it up real quick. Um, they're galvanized spike nails. They're ten inches long, mm-hmm. three eighths of an inch around. Okay. Um, the ones that I w- was referring to, and yeah, okay, gotcha. If you pound them in a, you don't even have to pound them in at an angle, but you can. Uh, they usually wiggle right out of the ground uh, to get them out. Yeah. Sometimes I don't pound them in all the way. Like I'll leave maybe an inch at the top or half an inch, but uh, they're only like sixty-eight cents a piece. Mm. You know, at Home Depot or something like that. Yeah, and nice. they hold pretty good. And then I'll do the regular staking with the with the ties. You know, that go back up to each corner. Mm-hmm. A lot right of places up. down here, the ground's so soft. You know. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And we're usually on like a farmland or something mm-hmm. like that. So you can drive these things all the way in 10 inches and then you can easily get them out mm-hmm. when you're ready to go. They hold really good. And you just got to wiggle them a little bit and they'll, they'll come right out. I'll tell you where else they'll work in an asphalt parking lot. Yeah. Yep. When you pull them out, just take your hammer and beat it down flat, seal the hole back up. <laughs> when it gets hot, it'll seal right back up. Yeah. All right. Nice. Do you guys uh, use the strings and go off the corners? Yeah. Sometimes. I use real okay. thick paracord. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I use. I always do that. I, I see a lot of people not doing that. But if you get some wind and you just yeah. stake your pose, your your canopy can get damaged. Like it can get start bending the pose and everything else. Right. So I prefer to have the – I go out like three feet on the corners – yeah, mm-hmm. put, put a stake in, and then run a rope or a paracord or whatever mm-hmm. up to the top. Yeah, I'll usually do that if I if I'm going to be there like a couple of a uh, couple nights or whatever, a couple of days. Yeah, you know it's going to be there for a while. I'll definitely do that. I'll do that to my awning too, just to make sure you know it doesn't get too much wind around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I was going to add was. You know, I, I was always searching for them. I was always losing them. I had them in a plastic-like container. I was always busting the container. They are always flying all over the place. And I was like, I got to figure out. So I went and I got one of those rubber mallets and some paracord and some of the regular stakes that you would stake uh-huh. the lines down with and some of those spikes I was talking about. Got a uh, bag specifically for everything, and now that stays in my shed. And whenever I take the easy up out, I just take that out. And I'm ready to go, man. I never take that mallet out for anything else. You use a rubber mallet? Yeah. Yep. And that'll drive them in the ground? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the hardened rubber mallet. Probably because yeah. I can never find my, my hammer. I use my hat. time. Use your head? My hatchet. Your hatchet. <laughs> okay. It's what I skin squirrels with. I use like a three-pound sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> I use my oh, foot. Jeez. No. <laughs> Three pounds. I use St- I use Steve's head. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's backing his truck up to get the damn spike out of the ground. Uh-huh. No, team, I throw a rope around that. I got I ain't got all day to tap it in. <laughs> Three or four good hits, and it's in the ground. We're not afraid to make noise, are we, Andy? Yeah. I like I like I like that. <laughs> if that don't work, I get the jackhammer out. <laughs> there you go. Ah, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Toggle bolts. Uh-huh. 
or no, what, what are they? Uh, the other bolts. Screw anchors. Yeah, anchored him. What about clothes and stuff? I mean, I, most of the time, if it's not below 20, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, I don't wear any clothes. I'm just out there. <laughs> Let like Scott Graham said, free balling with free falling. Get a breeze through your neithers. It helps, Kevin. Yeah. What Plus, I if I got to pee and I'm, I'm way up there, I can just pee and then keep <laughs> flying. I, my problem, if I tried to do that, it'd go down my leg. You know, I don't, uh, don't have a lot of uh, reach down there. <laughs> no, I definitely wear clothes. And a hat, a hat is shorts. a must for me. I wear shorts, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Here's, here's another little thing that I found out over the years. I went to Urcha and a few events, Rochester. Uh, at night, sometimes it's better off to wear longer long pants and not shorts. And one oh, yeah. reason is for the bugs, man. Yep. Yep. That's what they make tear-offs for. Yeah. I like those. They're kind of like an air wick. Stripper pants. Top deal. <laughs> and you can uh, just jerk them right off. And um, <laughs> I think it's actually got a removable crotch as well. Oh, God. <laughs> I think MC Hammer was wearing those. Blue Are tape. they bedazzled, too? In that video. <laughs> I cannot sure. hear bedazzling without thinking of Deadpool. Oh, oh, and oh take, my God. I, I tell you, equipment <laughs> you guys need to get. Andy may yeah. have some because he, he'd probably look good in a pair. But it's a kilt. Get you a kilt. Get you a kilt. I've actually thought about getting a kilt, actually. I've got one. I'll leave this show right now. Steve's got one. Yeah, of course. Steve's I don't know where to get a decent one. Steve's I've seen like a work kilts that are. Are pretty nice. I mean, it got leather, like tool pouches and shit on them. You know where you can get a good kilt in Scotland. Yeah. Well, there's a guy. When you're over there, you can stay there with it. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, Montana makes them. I I really like it. I mean, you talk about being free. First time I saw one, I was hiking on the Appalachian Trail a few years ago with a buddy of mine. The guy that told you sounded just exactly like uh, straps. What not his name? Clamps. What? I'm sorry. Clamps. Oh, clamps. Clamp. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, this this guy was hiking through, and he had some on. He stopped and talked to us for a while. We asked him how he liked it, and he said, he just went crazy. He said, oh, my gosh. He said, it's freedom. My boys are free. free. <laughs> he said, there's oh, nothing man. like it. He said, you know, you got to use the bathroom. You just pull over, lift your skirt up, do your business, cover it up, go on. You know, yeah. it's just... You know, Kevin, a real man's not afraid to wear a skirt. Well, shoot, I, I love mine. I wore it down at Joan All. You just got to kind of be careful when you sit down, you know, make sure you don't sit on your nut or something. <laughs> All that? right. <laughs> I've had enough. So what, what about shoes? We're not done with clothing. Light colors. Light color, yeah. white shirts. Or light oh, gray yes. or light blue or something like that. None of this black gray. bullshit. That's yeah. hot as hell. Olive drab. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, that's medium. That's not the beat. lightest. Yeah, that's in between, right? <laughs> yeah, that's medium. Anything white or light gray for me is basically a, a grease rag. Yeah. Coffee on it or get grease on it or paint. Well, I can't help that you, you know, aren't able to keep yourself clean. 
I'm yeah. like, and he wants to wear a kilt. <laughs> he's got grease stains over. And you think he's going to keep that kilt down? I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I like uh, uh, for a show. I, I got to say, I think my whole wardrobe is 99% black. So it's very slim pickings for me when I when it comes to lighter colors. Yeah. It's tough. It really you is. Would be, you would be very hot down here, Steve, if you wear black. Mm-hmm. It's It's just... It's hot. I wear black only in the winter time. Oh. I hate it. It's just too hot. And something I would suggest is a wide brim hat. Keep the sun yeah. off your face and your ears and your neck. It, it, it it's maybe counterintuitive, but I feel like a hat keeps you a little bit cooler. It does. Standing under a shade uh-huh. tree. I'll tell you what works really good, y'all think I'm crazy, but I've got one, and I wear it all the time when it's super, super hot, especially when I shave my head. George, if you say witch's hat, I'm leaving nope. the show right <laughs> now. No, nope. not a witch's hat. Sombrero? No, it's a pith helmet, like what is they it? wore on safaris. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, the, the flaps positive, come down and behind. material, and it sits on a frame that keeps it off of your head. Like a hard hat, sort of. <clears throat> sort oh, of. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's lightweight, but it, yeah. um, it really breathes good. Yeah. Good good airflow, and it gives you plenty of shade all the way around. It'll keep you from burning your neck up real yeah, bad. I'm, I know some people don't like hats and never wear them, but I just don't understand. I, I cannot go outside without some kind of protection on my head. See, I got to figure out a good hat because I used to have one of those Marines hats, you know, those, the ones that are, they're like cloth and they're, they're soft, but it had the brim all the way around. And that was, that was my rain gear for years. That's all I wore to keep the rain Uh just out of my, out of my way. Like a jungle cap hat. Yeah, exactly. I got to figure out something else now that I can bring to the field. Like the safari hat looks good. I might have to get like Indiana Jones type of hat or something. I've right. got one of those too, but it's kind of hot. Or a sombrero. I might just rock the sombrero. I got to uh-huh. see what what's going to sit on my head and make actually not look silly. What is that hat? The, the Panama Jack hat or something like that. Like Panama a, Jack. Yeah. yeah. One of those, right? Light, breathable. The urban sombrero. That's what I need. <laughs> the urban sombrero. Yeah. I've got one of those uh, kind of a gray, well, really black oil skin hats, <laughs> kind of like an outback hat. Kevin. That's when you get your kilt, then you can get you one of those little sun umbrellas and just carry that around over your head. What do you mean when I get I've got a kilt. I was talking to Kevin. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you y'all have got to try it. I'll just about buy you one for you to try. <laughs> uh, nope. Not happening. Especially riding a motorcycle. Well, why don't you just wear chaps then with no pants if you're going to ride a motorcycle in a kilt? It's about the same back, thing. We won't go back to those stories. No. <laughs> he still oh, has them. Um, what about those like cooling towels? You guys buy into that, that, any of that stuff? I always wanted to try one of them. I've never tried it. I've seen people use them. They're not yeah. that great. I've, no. I've used a couple. I mean, it's uh, it's okay, but it doesn't really stay cold very long. Mm-hmm. I think it's a hipster thing. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I do when I'm out here working and it's super hot is I'll take a bandana and put it around like as close to my eyes as I can get, like my eyebrows okay. under my hat, just to keep the sun, the sweat from getting in my eyes. Right. I freaking hate sweat in my eyeballs. 
So that's kind of yeah. a thing you can I do. I just got an image of you looking like that. What's that? Uh, cowboy Woody on the uh, animated cartoon. Toy Story? Yeah, Toy Story. That's yeah. But he had it around his neck. Why would I need that? I roll it up top and put it around my head. Yeah, like basically like a headband. So yeah. kind of like maybe yeah. uh, Dennis Hooper and Easy Rider. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Hooper? Dennis Isn't Hopper? it Dennis Hopper? It is. Yeah. Hopper. He's old, Kevin. Give him a break. Oh, He's dead. Man. How many breaks am I going to give him? He's dead? He's not dead, is he? Yeah, he uh, died. Dennis, Dennis Hooper's dead. I think Dennis Hopper's still alive. <laughs> 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 oh shit what were we talking about cool i guess we clothing? should mention sunscreen too when we're talking about oh clothing. my god yes put sunscreen on there's two things i have in my jeep at all times and it's sunscreen and deep woods off for the bugs yeah mm-hmm. melanoma is no joke well at our field it's not the mosquitoes it's just the horse flies they like yeah. to bite the shit out of you mm-hmm. and especially around your ankles it's, they're they're relentless they're just as bad as mosquitoes. Yeah. But the sunscreen, now, this works for me a lot. It works out good for me, uh, the sunscreen, because I'll put it on right when I get there, and then as the couple hours go by and I'm getting really hot, I, I put another, like, coat of it on myself, and it actually cools me off. Hmm. You know, when it I works out to, really well. When I used to shave my head all the time, you know, most people in the hobby didn't even know I had hair, but I would always use that uh, banana boat foam. It's like, um, yeah, looks like it's in a, a moose can or something, and it really works good. I would just, you know, pour it out in my hand like shaving cream and just rub it in my head real good in my ears and the back of my neck. And that's all I ever did. Every morning, I would do that before I left the house. And even done at Joan All, I'd be outside all day long, completely bald no hat nothing on and it would uh you know it had a spf 60 or something like that so i never did get burned up i mean i was really brown but so no hat olive drab shirt and a kilt yeah nice yeah olive drab kilt too bald olive drab kilt and a, about a nice. foot long white goatee <laughs> wearing a pair of uh <laughs> um Ankle high tactical boots. Of course. I'm surprised yeah. anyone even talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smile a lot. They just came up and asked directions. That was it. Look, look at that crazy guy over there. Don't get near him. <laughs> Clothing. Uh, we talked about shade already. Uh, one big tip to stay cool is drink lots of water. Yeah, stay hydrated. And drink water. No, no, this sodas or bullshit like that gatorade it's at the do nothing for you drink water yeah yeah gatorade i'll have those little tiny like shot glass bottles of gatorade and i'll pick up a bunch for everybody we usually keep them in what we'll talk about next Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah I, i mostly drink water and maybe you have one of those every now and then yeah. But you're right. With if you drink a lot of soda, it's just does not. Well, it's, it's right. all sugar. And Gator, yeah, Gatorade has so much sugar in it; it doesn't yeah. do you any favors either. I mean, it's good to drink if you want just like something sweet to Favorite, drink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're really fighting dehydration, Pedialyte is actually way better than than Gatorade. Yeah, 
Like if you if you're on the verge of dehydration, you can drink some Pedialyte. It'll it'll bring you out because it got electrolytes. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you know during the day drink water, and if you're think you need something because you've had a you know a long day or whatever and a lot of sun, then on the way home maybe grab a Gatorade or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but drink water when you're out there during the day for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you'll know when. Um you know, your body's dehydrated, you'll be drinking tons of water and she ain't peeing. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know. Or you're peeing Gatorade. You go all day and you haven't yeah. urinated, then you're not drinking enough. Yeah, you need to drink more. And I've I've only seen one person that I can remember and that was while I was in the service uh, that had heat exhaustion. It wasn't heat stroke. And uh it gets to a point where you stop sweating and it just you You're chill. all dizzy and stuff. Yeah, I've had, I've had it happen to me. I was rock crawling one time, you know, you know, a buggy down in Alabama, and it was so hot and so humid down there. And I I'd had two or three bottles of water in the the buggy with me that day, but I mean we've been out for ten hours, and they got to missing me, and they found my buggy and got to hollering for me, and they found me. I just got out of my buggy and started walking off. I I didn't even I was just delusional. I didn't even really until they kind of got in my face and gave me some water and stuff. I didn't even really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was same deal. Been sitting in that buggy all day, hadn't gone to the bathroom, drank about three bottles of water. Uh, you can't drink enough water when it's that hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was mistaken. It wasn't, you don't stop sweating. You just get cold, clammy skin. Yeah. And uh, you get nauseous. So that happened to one person. And basically you just got to, you got to sit down. You got to drink water. You got to, you know, if if you're wearing long pants, roll them up and whatever, you know. Take all your clothes off and run around. Take all your clothes off. To sit up because if you lay down flat, you're liable to faint, completely pass out. Yeah. Yep. They kept me set up, you know, against a rock down there and um, gave me a bunch of water and I was... And I, I think the the main thing you'll feel is nauseous if you're feeling nauseous, and then you're, you know, you you got to take it easy on the water because you don't want to start throwing up, because mm-hmm. uh, that'll make it worse. That could be, you know. And I've been out at our field where it's been really hot, and you're like, oh, I want to get another flight in, and but you're so damn like exhausted and hot, you're like, yeah, you know, I, I got to chill out first, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've crashed a couple of times because I said, no, I got to get out and fly, you know. Yeah, even this past weekend, you know, it's just like after a certain point, I'm just so I feel so exhausted. It's not yeah. worth it, you know. Yeah, and dude, it was a hundred degrees at our field uh, yeah. when I left out in the blazing sun. Mm-hmm. This is all reasons I stay in the house when it's hot. <laughs> I got to be outside enough working. I don't, I don't feel like going out when it's above ninety degrees to fly. Yeah. The only exception is if I'm at a fun fly or something, you know, then I'll I'll deal with it. But when I'm just here, I'm not I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. Wait until about seven o'clock at night to even mow. I mean, it's hard to get all this mowing done like that. But I've I've just been doing it a couple hours each each night, two three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't find mowing that bad because you kind of got a breeze going and stuff, and you're not actually yeah. physically doing anything. I'll tell you what, some of these days lately, though, where it's been so hot and humid, it's uh, tripling you and the mower. Yeah. 
especially when you're mowing stuff it's about two feet tall I use my zero turn for a bush hog hmm. literally so the next thing I wrote down was the one thing I discovered not too long ago was the portable ice maker mm-hmm. but have um, you brought that to the field I've never seen you bring an ice maker I brought that to a couple of fun flies Mm. I, haven't, I haven't brought that this year to the field. I definitely brought that to a few fun flies that we've had. That's a, it's a thought if you're going to be somewhere for like the weekend. Yeah, yeah you could fill your pockets full of ass. That would probably yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could put them in bags and hide them under your kilt if you yeah, wanted to. Sure. Big yeah. Ziploc baggie. You yeah. know Ian Joel is coming up with some kind of meme that's <laughs> kilt related. George so what you do, you take that Ziploc bag of ass, put it on the bench, and then you... Pull your keeled up and sit down on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sitting on an egg. <laughs> Suck it up between your cheeks. <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. Ride that thing It'll like cool your core. Yeah. Bowling ball. Yep. <laughs> no, but the one I found is, is really, uh, really good. It was like a little over 100 bucks, and, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a small tabletop one, right? Yeah. Nice. Makes ice very quick. Really? Okay. It, it's only like maybe a foot wide by two feet deep and maybe mm-hmm. a foot, maybe a foot and a half tall. Will you stick up a water jug to it or something? You just fill it and it makes... That's cool. It makes ice very quick. I was surprised. You'll have to put a link in the links page. Mm-hmm. The first batch, like the first, it'll make six at a time uh, cubes and it makes the round ones. The first batch usually is a little rough, but the, after after it gets going, uh, yeah. the rest come out Probably very, very, the air very nice. System or something. First time. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, I saw it at Home Depot one day, and I'm pretty sure I got it close to a hundred bucks, or uh, maybe one twenty or something like that. But the, now they make. I see all different kinds, all different sizes. Mm. My my uh, sister in law has has one. It'd be worth it for us to have uh, a little bit larger one down here for events because we'll go through, you know, 10 or 20 bags of ice in a weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link in. Yeah, put a link in. I'm actually going to be putting a link in about the next thing that I'm going to talk about. That I don't I don't think one of those would keep up with you, though, George. You, you need <laughs> like a bigger version, right? Yeah, if they got bigger versions of them or, you know, I think I know where there's one of them drive-up ice things. I've got an electric impact. Works off cigarette lighter. We're on we're, we're cigarette lighter. Damn, well, talking about you, cigarette lighters. Get that thing off the home shopping network. Mm-hmm. Solar power too. <laughs> so, one of the things that Mike's been bringing to the field, which has been awesome, is a it's a refrigerator. Yes. Yeah, so he brings a portable refrigerator um, in his camper, and runs off of a cigarette lighter, or you can plug into a you know 120, you know it has like an adapter that you can plug into a regular outlet, and I think it's probably still 12 volts I think out of that thing, but you know he sets it to like I don't know, do, do you remember Kevin? I think he told me like he set it to like 29 and it went to 29 degrees in there, like it really refrigerates. Yeah. Yep, it's been around 30 degrees, 32, mm-hmm. 30. And it's not big. He's, it's Maybe it takes up the back seat, one seat, you know. It's not really huge. It's not small. It's good size. 
and like mm-hmm. a dorm fridge or something? No, no, no. This is definitely like a portable, cooler. cooler looking one. Oh, I don't know. What size would you say that that was that he has? I think it's like fifty, like a 50, forty-eight size cooler, forty-eight liters or gallons. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna try, I'm looking up the the link for it. I remember him sending it to me, but I could add it here. Yeah, and those are, in you know, relatively inexpensive, a couple hundred dollars. If yeah, so. I think it was like four or five, but it was oh, really I know, nice. Much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. coolers. Um, you know, everybody gets these high dollar coolers, but I I got one of the knockoff the the uh, Arctic brand about six seven years ago, and I, I'm telling you that thing is indestructible. I've I've dropped it off the back of the mule down at Triple Tree before, and it's tumbled and rolled and didn't come open. Really good cooler. Once really you get nice. it cool, I mean, you have, yeah. to, you have to put a bunch yeah. of ice in it. Once it melts down enough to where you can put something in it, it's going to stay cold for a long time. Yeah, so it's the one that he has is a 50 liter. liter, liter 50 liter. Um, I'll add the link. He got it off of Walmart here. What's our link page? 50 liter, wow. Yeah. That's big. And yeah, that's the one. People use it for boats and other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it works. It works really well, and you know, it's it's like a regular cooler, got wheels, but you can plug it in, and you know, I don't know how early he plugs it in when he puts his drinks and stuff in there, but it seems <laughs> to work really well. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he could, I think because it's also doubles as a cooler, so you can All basically right. plug it in, get everything cold, take it out, mm-hmm. leave it in your camper, and then plug it in when you get to the field or wherever you get right. to, you know, to your generator. That's probably the trick with those. You mm-hmm. got to get it cold ahead because if it's hot, you put a bunch of shit in there, yeah. plug it in, it's never going to get cooled down. I mean, it says rapid cool down in 30 minutes, so that's pretty interesting. We'll, I'll, we'll ask Mike. Mike, let us know. how. What, what's your setup with this cooler? And, I think um, he does do it, what you were saying, though. I think he does plug it in the night before. Yeah, get, it, get, cool. it, get it cold. Yeah. Put all his stuff in it, whatever. I know I've put those Gatorade bottles or, or water bottles in it. Mm-hmm while I'm at the field and like you know an hour or two later it's like it came out of a refrigerator yeah it's it's yeah. definitely cold so it works really well mm-hmm. and that'll help you beat the heat for sure what else do we have one of the other things we have is uh flying early mornings or late at night now i know you guys down south probably do that yeah more I know than we do folks out in the southwest also do that right like i know in vegas yeah. You hear all about it. They like they're out there super early in the end of the day, like eleven o'clock. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, up there it's really bad. That's my favorite time in the evenings to fly. It is at sunset because a runway runs perfectly east west. So <clears throat> you've always got a really nice for pictures and stuff like that. People are shooting videos or whatever. That's what they call the golden hour, right? Yeah, beautiful. When that sun's going down. Mm. And that's also mm-hmm. something I noticed. Like, I didn't grow up on a farm. I wasn't, wasn't around farms uh, at all, uh, especially, you know, camping out overnight on a farm or anything like that. And one thing I noticed uh, was right as you get the sun, as it's coming down, the ground gives off, like, humidity or a little bit of moisture mm-hmm. th- around that time mm-hmm. after the sun goes down, which I wasn't expecting the first time. I was like, wow, like, ground's all soaking wet. 
It was a nice hot day, and now all our planes are getting wet. Yeah, we call it dew. Yeah, I remember that happening at Flight Fest. Yeah, yeah it's condensation. Yeah. It What it is, it's the ground is warm, and then as the air starts to cool down, you get a lot of condensation. Yeah. On everything, cars, everything. Yeah. So just to change it, you can take into uh, account, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing good about, like, you know, say for folks that if I'm flying or night flying in the summertime, you know, um, it does get a little bit cooler, but then the winds usually stop, so you get less of that breeze. Um, so it's, it can still be pretty warm, even at night, um, depending on where you're located. Yes. But it does make um, but the air density changes a bit, and it does make flying at night and nitro a lot better, too. Yeah. And the last recommendation I have for myself is to have a nice vodka tonic while I'm <laughs> relaxing, enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not for everybody. That's just for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your own stuff. I know. I try to ask him for a drink. Gosh. <laughs> it's like, get your own. <laughs> get your own. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Yeah. I made a few drinks for a few different people over the years, man. Mm-hmm. Made me one, but it was a lot of eye rolling and under the breath mumbling going on. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't come at no price. It doesn't come without a price. Without a price, yes. (laughs) I made one or two or three for Frank when he came up one year. Mm -hmm. He was enjoying them. Yeah. Any other ways to stay cool? If you have a trailer and you go to the trouble to put air conditioning in it, that's a good way to escape for a few minutes, cool down, mm-hmm. go back mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It'd be a camper or just a RC trailer or whatever. Yep, and I'll tell you, my brother had a uh, business down at Flor- down in Florida at Bike Week. He would sell T-shirts twice a year, and he had a trailer that he basically converted into a little camper. Him and his wife would would sleep in that, and he built this outdoor shower like area out of pallets and some nice. tarps and stuff mm-hmm. and that's another way to keep cool i mean they sell outdoor shower stuff and a lot of times when you're out of fun fly there's showers there but uh that'll definitely cool you off um mm-hmm. after dinner or whatnot you know absolutely mm-hmm. we always used to take a you know one of those ratcheting uh, yard water sprinkler things when we take our kilts with us. So just kind of sprays right up on there, huh? Yeah. Kind of like nice. a, you know, hillbilly dubay. <laughs> hillbilly ball washer. <laughs> bidet? Bidet. Dubay. Dubay. Bidet. While what? you're listening to Michael Buble. Buble. <laughs> so, George, is that the one that's got the little holes in the top and it kind of goes back and forth? Or are you talking about the one that goes... Right. right. When it does that thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes sometimes that'll bring water to your eyes. But, uh, oh, man. Damn. Can we get any lower with this show? Oh, we got the Planker episode coming up. Yeah, that's that's what I was leading (laughs) into. (laughs) Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Yes. Find some shade. Yes. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Yes. Get a fan if you can. Take your shoes off. Take your socks off. Let them breathe. 
Yeah, wear shorts. I know a lot of people who don't wear shorts for some reason, yeah, even in the summertime. Shorts. Get over it. Uh, shorts and, and enjoy I it. I like my legs to be protected. You know, if you're not going to go to kilt route, you should at least go with shorts. a pair of shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, everybody's got hairy legs. You don't have to be nervous about showing them off. No, the problem <laughs> with Andy is that his legs are actually not hairy, but the rest of his body is. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie, the other guys, where they went to see the one guy and he was—he had the beard on the turtleneck. And he said to Mark Wahlberg, "From here down, yeah. shaved, shaved completely, right? Shaved." <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. Right, guys. Is it everybody? I don't like bugs. Yeah, nah. my legs, mosquitoes, and all yeah. that other shit. That is uh, super annoying. Um, and I—I have, I have worn jeans, even though I know it's like, oh, I'm gonna suffer, but. At least it won't get bit up. Yeah. And once yeah. you get tough, you get stuff like that don't bother you. I'm not tough, though. Bleeding. You know, briars is the best well, thing. That's the other thing. I don't like getting skin up on my legs, either. Gosh, briars. You know, they just eat your legs just like whips of angry teeth. Well, I had something get a hold of me. I thought it was, it might have been at Urcha the one night I was out sitting with shorts on. And it something bit me right on my leg. And I had a welt there for like three months later. I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll go away. It's a cheat. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it definitely could have been. Oh, yeah. They'll bury it down in there. It's probably still rooting around up in your hind end somewhere. <laughs> no, it's on my leg. And I still have a mark from it. Yeah, but it's been that long enough. It's probably worked its way home up. You know. No, I'm my hands are on my own ass enough times. <laughs> I, I probably would have felt it by now. Probably in there deep. Yeah. <laughs> Down next to the bone. Yep. Okay. All right. On that note. Yeah. Anything else, or shall we move it on? Let's move it I on. We move it on. Get the hell out of this thing. And uh, talking about kilts and sprinklers. And, uh. Okay, planker segment. What do we got? Hopefully, we have one. We have one. Nice. Yo, Planker's back in your ear again. I just got off the phone with the uh, New Jersey State Police, and they promised me, more than once, they promised, as soon as Mr. Miata leaves um, on his move to Virginia, they're going to change the lock on the gate, and yes. then we don't have to worry about that anymore. What a relief. <laughs> so some backstory on this episode. Um, on the uh, Freefall Discord sim night, Shaggy, uh, Shaggy, uh, Robert Monty, and the fellas uh, called in from Urcha, uh, from the Jamboree, and we got um, a treat. We had a front seat to see the Monty Madness as they uh, went to a fast food drive-up. <laughs> Those boys either have to take more meds or the right meds. I don't know. Hence, tonight's episode is Drive-Up Window. Welcome to the IX show. I'm IX12. And I'm IX13. <laughs> and we have taken the Planker Studio Get for our some. own. Get me some. Get me some.
Shut up you dopey bastard. Yes, we are the best. You are so funny I forgot to laugh. No really, I forgot how to laugh. Why don't you go and charge your battery or something? So, welcome to Robert Monty. Uh, uh, Monty, welcome to the Planker Show. I'm also the full Monty. Of course. Why would someone like you actually agree to be on the Planker? Ah. Uh, huh. <laughs> what made me do it? Uh, uh, is it because of the uh, 10% off Starbucks coupon we gave you? It is. How's things with you? Things are going well. So, Monty, we wanted to talk to you. We wanted to interview you because uh, after your live broadcast of you guys uh, at the Jamboree going through the drive-thru, we realized that uh, you were a professional at that. And your banter with the fast food folks was very interesting. Uh, uh-huh. Do you have a favorite <laughs> fast food drive-up? Hmm, the castle... Which one? What was your first one? Uh, we went through the castle. And your first time, how did your first time get ugly? What happened? I hemmed and hawed about the price. I really did. So when you wake up each morning, what's your first thought? Yes, castle. So you, you must do a lot of driving to visit all these drive-ups. And uh, mm. how much how much mileage do you rack up each year? Hmm, 280,000 miles. How do you keep yourself from the boredom of waiting in all these lines, these drive-up lines? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I ordered some Play-Doh. Do you ever, you know, get into trouble <laughs> having to relieve yourself waiting in all these lines all the time? Yeah. Did you ever have an accident, you know, or something go wrong in your pants? Yes and no. The answer is yes. You know what, let's say this. It was horrible. How many, exactly how many times have you shit yourself? Uh, mm, I think I'm on eight. Do you think perhaps you need counseling for this? Uh, some, if you say so. Dude, if you're shitting yourself waiting in lines, I think you need to talk to a head shrinker. Yeah, I, I, I agree, I agree. I... So what's going through your mind when you get in the car and... And get out to the, an RC event. Besides Castle, the the interesting thing is, uh, the thought that starts crossing my mind is, I may need to bring more food with me. Any other comments about your um, fast food drive up, whatever we're gonna call this thing? It's it's been actually a battle of mine recently. You know, like, hey man, I'm sick. So Monty, what else happens <laughs> when you get hammered at an RC event? You know, uh, really fuck it all up. Trip, fall, and kept on falling. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I expect you here. Probation. I'm on probation, 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 probation. For unnamed crimes and the planker does not know I got a hold of his microphone. Send me batteries, wire, and most importantly, I need an internet cable. Hurry. I need this. Shit. Shit, shit. Hurry.
Anyway, can you believe this stupid s? Hole. Mike D is. What a fa face. And that's it. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. What do we got for news and announcements? We got news and announcements. Woohoo. All right. What do we have here? Well, first thing I wanted to speak about is the way we're going to do our links from yeah. now on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, we will have a show links page that you can get to with a link from our Facebook or Podbean post or whatever. And that'll take you to a, I guess, a Google Doc that will ha- I'll put the news and announcements links and any other thing like we've been talking about. Like um, Last week, I spoke about the tools I got. So I put those uh-huh. in there. Um, this portable refrigerator we spoke about this episode. Just be a one collection or one collected spot of all the different links. So if we talk about something, we say check out the link, that's where it'll be. All right. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. I can put all the links into my R2-D2 project because people <laughs> are always asking me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Right. Um, next thing on the list here is a new Scorpion backup guard. This is version two. And this one will charge itself. Hmm. Uh, you know, the old one you had to charge, plug the battery in with a special thing and charge it. This one will charge itself. Okay. Will it, today, is it auto on and off? Um, that or I'm not like sure about. Push off. That, yeah. that I'm not sure about. That was only my dad's only complaint yeah, I ever had the with big, the Scorpion. That, I feel like that's the biggest problem yeah. uh, with the, the old one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. It doesn't really say here. They do indicate that it will not kill the battery when it's left off. So okay. That's cool. I wonder what what does it mean by not kill the battery? Does it just like bring it to like storage charge and be like, oh, that's it, that's as low uh, as I'll go? Apparently, <laughs> it has zero draw when it's off. That leads me to think that it does not turn itself on. Right, which also means that yeah, yeah, you have to turn it on or if you forget, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it turns itself on, but I'm not sure about that. Actually, let me look here. I was actually looking at the Facebook post. I don't see where it says it has automatic on. Yeah, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that 
I don't think it turns itself on. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got an on-off switch. Okay. Looking at the manual right now. That kind of kills it for me, honestly. Me yeah. Well, speaking of that, dude, I actually installed one of the buffer packs from Aeropanda on my 690. I forgot to talk about mm-hmm. this yeah. weekend. My old OptiPower uh, was done. I think blew through the second battery. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very easy. Plug yeah. it in. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Just Pretty much. I mean, S- Steve said just mount it somewhere where you can get to the button because you're going to have to shut it off. Yep. Right. Or just let the button, let the capacitor just run down. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not killing the battery by having an on off switch is definitely an advantage to this type system. But the huge disadvantage for me is you, you forget to turn it on. Yeah. And I know you can develop the habit and make that part of your pretty flat or whatever, but. I'd just rather not think about it. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Uh, it says it's 10 grams without the battery. Uh, is it kind of, uh, does, what size is the battery? It actually says a 2S 500 to 1000 milliamp hour. So I'm not sure this comes with a battery. No, it doesn't. This is just the board. So you have to provide a battery oh okay hmm. Hmm. The board is 49.99 so they're recommending a 500 to 1000 milliamp hour battery and uh it comes on when the bc voltage is lower than 5.5 and i guess it provides five volts when it's running yeah that's fine output five volt 10 amp Continuous current. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the advantages, you can use a battery and have a lot more time than you would with a capacitor set up like the buffer pack. Yeah. And it, you don't have to worry about killing your battery as long as you turn it off. Disadvantage, mm-hmm. you got to remember to turn it on and got to provide a battery. So, I don't know. Might work for I was... I was kind of surprised at how long the buffer pack that I installed lasted once I unplugged the battery. I know it's on the table, and I'm not flying it, but uh, it did last. It wasn't, you know, I could I was couldn't sit there and watch it you know, yeah. drop off. How long did you get? Did you time it? No, but I will next time. Yeah, I can get like 45 to 50 seconds, you know, mm-hmm. moving the servos the entire time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it would actually be longer when you're autoing because you're you're not sitting there, you know, yeah, moving the stick around. up and down continuous. <laughs> right. So I figure if you can get 45 to 60 seconds, I mean, it should be long enough to auto in. My God, yeah. That should be plenty big, long enough. Big, big caveat that you have to have telemetry and you have to set your alarm for any of these yes. stores. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless on, it's on an electric. At that point, you'll know usually. Actually, no, even on electric. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely recommended to have that. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes yep. your BEC will fail, but yeah. the, the motor will still be running. <clears throat> right, your main packs. Or, still can, or something can come unplugged. You know, the your power feed or something can come unplugged. Mm-hmm. From your fly, fly barless unit. 
So definitely need telemetry with any of these backups, in my opinion. Some of them you can use the lights. Uh, I think the OptiPower one has the LED lights. So you can use that if you're not using telemetry. I think the Pulse has lights as well. Uh-huh. I'm not positive about that. Yeah, that's one of the things I liked about the OptiPower was those yeah. LEDs. Yeah. Next thing we got is a Funfly. Uh-huh. South Jersey. South Jersey, uh, September 11th through the 13th. Heli's Gone Wild. Yes. Wild. Allen Airstrip, South Hampton, New Jersey. It's going to be like Hulkamania running wild. Yeah. <laughs> Hulkamania. Yep. Oh. That's right, brother. So if you're in that area, definitely check that out. Yep. A lot of craziness, music, helis with their tops off. It's going to be crazy. Yep. I know. Crazy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> yep. So come on down. Come on. To the helis Gone up. Wild event. Or down. Or, 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 or up. Mm-hmm. Or sideways. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Andy? I saw a post from Brian Barlow about some new product updates for Mikado USA. Uh, he says all logo 200s for the USA batch one ha- he has received. They got to be assembled and test flown prior to shipping out. VTX blade shipment has arrived, uh, limited availability. Uh, he's got a bunch of the Mania X lipos in now. Part one of two shipments. And later this week, massive Scorpion shipment, including new backup guard twos, among other restock. And next week, a shipment of RC Pro Plus connectors and their new solder stand tool. Nice. Yeah, that stuff looks good. And possibly next week, but who knows, um, a Mikado Electronics shipment. I guess some nice. Neos and stuff like that. V-Controls. Neos, V-Controls, yeah. Those are estimated, but they've been having a problem with German imports, courtesy of U.S. Customs. So they've had several shipments returned to Germany, so who knows on that one. Wow. And that's all I have for news and announcements. Do you guys know of anything? Uh, I saw something I wanted to mention on Facebook real quick. Got it was on the show a long time ago. Nick Simpson, he had uh, another baby, and I just wanted to say congratulations. Oh, congrats, Nick. Oh, nice. He had a son. Nice. uh, Just recently. Yeah. He had a daughter about three years ago, I think. Two or three years ago. Didn't even know. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I'm a lurker on Facebook. I don't talk to these people that much, but I see what's going on. I see everything. (laughs) Be scared. Be very Right. Okay. All right. Let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? Yeah, let me go first. No fly. Ugh. No sim. Ugh. No podcast. What? All right. So no fly. I'll kind of go into each one of these. No fly. I'm I'm packing all my stuff. The first things I'm moving as a, uh, you know, first thing I'm moving as someone who 
really cares about their stuff. <laughs> no. The first thing I'm moving is going to be my garage, which is going to be my RC stuff and all my woodworking tools. That's that's going to be the first thing I'm going to bring down. Um, I did forget to mention this. I picked up a trailer this past weekend on Sunday. So it's a 12 by 8, I think-ish. Nice. Um, you know, like the big swing outdoors and one side door, double axle, um, flat front trailer, I guess. And it's not a wedge type, but... Uh, yeah, I got a great deal. Thank, thank you again, Mike. Mike Welch um, hooked it up. You know, uh, so I drove that home. I only took three tries to back it into my driveway. <laughs> it's so funny. I was going to ask you. I was waiting okay, for a break. I know people are going to ask that. It's only three tries. That's awesome, dude. And that was good. And it was very interesting backing that trailer up because it's a double <laughs> axle, but it's not a wishbone. Like not a. Oh, uh, I forgot what kind of suspension it has but it's basically like each axle's separate torsion torsion yes there you go it Thank has you. torsion instead it of has the, the leaf springs. springs yeah yeah because when i was back in it was interesting to see like when i when the first wheels went over that hump into my driveway it was floating and then when the second wheels hit it hit and then the second wheels ended up floating when the back of the you know truck started going over the little like going into my driveway because the way my driveway slopes down. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. And I came probably about two inches from hitting the corner of my house um, between wow. the rock and the corner, but I got kind of parked right in that angle so I could still pull my you know, my truck in and into the driveway. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I did it. Three tries. Nice, dude. <laughs> so, I started yeah. laughing because I remember that somebody uh, posted uh, – yeah. Peter Griffin, the family yeah. guy trying mm-hmm. to back that boat. <laughs> that was me with that rental trailer. It took me so, forever. <laughs> that so effing clip is hysterical. You got to go to a parking lot that has street lamps late at night, and I want you to slalom through the the light backwards. Oh, you can shit. do that through the entire parking lot. You can back up. You know, it's I don't have too much trouble. Like if it's just straight, like you know, making turns but being flat <laughs> land. The problem yeah. is that my driveway slopes down and there's a big-ass rock on one side that, like, I have to basically go around. And, and that makes it the hardest. It's And that slope down to plus is a blind turn on both sides or one side, really, the left side. Um, you got mirrors. Use them. Yeah, FPV, dude. Throw a camera on that thing. <laughs> Actually, so what I did practice. do, what I did do, and it's funny you said a camera, is... Um, um, so part of the thing is that trailer has solar panels. He didn't have a battery that was good, but I did buy a battery. So all the lights work inside, the radio and everything. It's, it's pretty hooked up. Nice. Um, but I did also install a, uh, you know, backup cam, a wireless backup cam on the trailer that I couldn't view from inside the car. Mm. So that'll help when I start, you know, cresping over that to, into the driveway to be able to see like am I in line with the driveway or in line with the rock or am I going to hit the stairway there's just all yeah. these obstacles I got to kind of basically go around with that trailer so hopefully it should help um, we'll see <laughs> but, is it uh, really 8 feet wide? that's really wide for or like 7 house. feet wide or something it's like, seven. it's like 6 something inside ha- the, okay are the, are the wheels outside the box with fenders yes. or inside it? outside with fenders okay. and the box and inside is 6 or 7 the the inside is six point eight inches, so six and a half feet. So, okay, so you'd probably call it a seven. Yeah, a twelve. Yeah, it's yeah, you know when I'm, drive, when I'm driving. Problem with an eight road, foot with a truck like you have is you can't see down it. 
Yeah. A seven foot, you can see down the trailer. Like yeah, I don't have side. any like trailer mirrors, so I did right. actually buy some like clip-on mirrors that I can strap onto the ends of the mirror, so I could just yeah. get a little bit wider view. They're annoying, though. You don't need those. No, I figure <laughs> they're like fifteen bucks. I'll try it. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Um, I had some, and I ended up not even using them. Pulling the camper because it's eight something feet wide, and okay. I couldn't see down the side of it. But worth a shit. Yeah, but then you my- got two different mirrors, and it's I don't know. Yeah. It's just annoying. I did point my mirror down a little just so that like when I'm I can kind of see the fenders and see the where the wheels are lining up with the road just to make sure yes. like I'm not tilting too much to one side or the other. Um I mean I drove all the way back from Mass, you know, three and a half, almost four hours, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little trailer. You'll Yeah. That'll that'll be easy to get around. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um That's awesome, dude. I, I'm gonna say yeah. no sim, but I might sim. And the thing is, is like, you know, I have a $1,200 radio that I use for simming because as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of what it's worth to you or the use of it, I should say. But so that one I could just pack and take whenever I want. You know, I could take it when I pack my computer up. Um, so I might sim this week. I'm just not 100% sure. But next week, I'm not going to be around. So there's no podcasting for me next week. Um, basically Monday's my close, so I'm going to be closing on Monday and I'm going to be down in Virginia that week making every other day trips back up to New Jersey to get more stuff and bring it back down. So that's going to be my next week. And then pretty much every weekend after that is going to be, um, just moving myself until we get the house clean enough that we'll have a showing or so open house, all that fun stuff. And then, um, Probably hire movers for the big stuff because I don't want to take the freaking elliptical machine, bring it up the stairs and back down the front porch. And yeah, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. I might as well just pay someone to do that. The couches, the beds, you know, just the big stuff that I don't want to lug myself. So, um, so that's kind of it. Really nothing in the hobby for the most part, except I am packing up the trailer with all my RC stuff. And I want to definitely do a show about trailers and campers. Um, Mike has a very amazing setup, and I'm going to leave yeah. that setup in there because my plan is that once the move is done, the, the trailer is going to be my, you know, my RC mobile shop slash, like, you know, if I bring it down to Funfly, um, I might just put an air mattress in there. I'm thinking about getting an AC unit and, you know, with a heat exchanger version, a heat pump, it's kind of have that both option for AC or heat and be able to do some, uh, you know, just use it as a camper basically too. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Dude. Take some pictures. Almost yeah. Get. Yeah. I'll send them. Yeah. Nice, man. Hear that, Kevin? We're going to have a party next week. Steve won't be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. either would, uh, I think George might not be making it. So you guys can get nice and cozy together. All right. All Marvel movies, the entire show. Yep. Settled. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. It's Starting Wars. and ending with Iron Man 2. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, Star, and Star Wars. You ought, to, you ought to do an entire show and uh, watch the movie and talk about it. Yeah. What, what do they call that? Where they do that with shows and stuff? Synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everybody will tune out. We can or watch, tune in. We can yeah, watch Apocalypse Now. No. Oh, boy. 
No. <laughs> Never get out of the boat. No. All right. Who's next? I guess I can go. Do we? I don't know if I'm going flying. Uh, it all depends on if I get a call or not. But I'll probably be at the field with the work van and a couple of helis. Hopefully, it's been, I don't want to jinx myself, but it's been kind of relatively slow with calls. But work is kind of ramping back up. And I'll probably work on R2 a little more. Hopefully get some more sanding and painting done. We'll see what else happens. And I'll probably sim for sure. Cool. Nice. What about you guys? What about you, Andy or George? I'm uh, still on a mad dash trying to get this submarine built and uh, get it ready for the water you know, here in a few weeks, but, uh, that, and I, I do plan to take a break in this week and try to get out and, and, uh, fly some more. Just, uh, I, I get in here and start working during the day and I, I don't take a break, go eat or anything. And next thing I know, it's seven o'clock at night. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that, man. So yeah, I definitely, I need to get the mom out. It's getting a little bit of dust on it. Oh no. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Blow that dust off. I swept the other day, and you wouldn't believe the box of just PLA fibers and scrap and string and stuff that was just, I mean, it was the Little size PLA of PLA hairs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe I let it get that dirty. But but uh, that and just keep feeding this printer, uh, this, uh, what was it, Andy called it, a plastic squirter? Yeah. Just keep feeding this dude. You just need to buy that stuff by the pallet. Yeah. Big rolls. I got 10 rolls in today. <laughs> oh, jeez. They're used to coming to your house with a truck. So Oh, UPS guy. Another? He pulled in. He, he backs right up to the hangar now. <laughs> Boxes look like, you know, they've been thrown out of an airplane or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the way they shrink that stuff down, it's good shape. And those boxes, too. Those boxes are handy. Like, you tear something apart, you just pop your screws in it, you know, in the bottom of it. Put your parts in it. They're really handy for that. I guess that's it. I, oh, i got to work on my camper some. I need to uh, I need to change the oil in it and go over the air pressure in the tires and make sure that, uh, that 454 is running good before I take it down to Georgia. It's not a bad drive down there. It's it's pretty much all flat land. Not near as bad as going over to Triple Tree in about the same amount of time. So take it down there and it'll be down there for about two weeks. I haven't decided whether I'm gonna be coming back home in here or not. I might as well just stay down there a few days in between the helicopter event and the submarine event. Yeah. You, you got know? the camper, yeah. just live in it. Yeah, I mean I got hopefully I, if not I can just I'll probably pull it. To, I'll just pull it to Daryl's house is what I'll do, but um, I'll have Wi-Fi and everything. I can I can still work, but I'm taking next Thursday and Friday off for the sub event. Go help set up on Thursday. So it's really just crazy to drive back home. But he's got a Hayabusa. I might drive it, ride it back. There you go. Yeah, I'll be sure and take my kilt. Pack my kilt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, perfect for that. Those things were made to do one thing, go straight, man. Mm-hmm. Those Fast. are some mean-ass bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had one. I had a TLR 1000, too. That was a really good 
Suzuki V twin. Nice. Sport bike. When you come back, can you kill that cricket? <laughs> Where's the BB gun for the cricket? <laughs> yeah. Dead yeah. eye George gonna kill that cricket. Yeah. That's it for me. Just the same old, same old, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting out of town for these events and breaking the uh, the everyday monotony. It's really starting to wear on my head. So, George, you going to be on the show next week, uh, Tuesday, or no, you're going to be out of town? Oh, I'll call in, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a Okay. We'll do a remote. Oh, Let's boy. Let's see. This next Tuesday? Yeah, I'll still be in town now. Yeah, next Tuesday. We record every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) George, you kill me. But I mean, then the weekend that I'll be gone, I'll still call in. Okay. That Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. The weekend that he's going to be gone. The weekends I'm going to be gone. He'll still be here. There'll be nobody here. He really won't be gone. (laughs) You can call the, the hotline. It's yeah, I may be on. I may be on my phone, but yeah, sitting on top of the RV in a lawn chair. <laughs> you sound like Shaggy oh, with boy. my piece of uh, aluminum insulation board getting a tan. <laughs> nice. That's it for oh, me. Oh boy. So what if I? What am I going to do? You ask, yeah. Andy. What are you going to be doing? Well, first I've got to watch Iron Man two again. Research for next week. Damn right. Yeah, better. I might do some more flying. Kind of had fun doing my little practice, brushing up on basics flight last week. So I might try to get a couple more of those in. We'll see. And I'm considering buying something for a review, but I'd like to hear from the listeners to see if they want a review from me. I've kind of been kicking around the idea of that Oxynitro. Really? Yeah. I definitely want to hear the review of that. So comment on our Facebook post or send us an email if you want to hear a review. I might have to get one of those. Uh-huh. And if you don't care, then just say, we don't give a shit. And I'll, I'll keep my money. Or you should just tell them to buy it regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of got that on my mind right now. We'll see. What do you guys think? Yeah, I or think nay? you get it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Maybe I'll get that and just build it and the Oxy 5 at the same time. There you go. Two at once. Mm-hmm. Or they yeah. can keep each other company until you get to them. Right. Well, and I always like the idea of having helis that can share parts. Yeah. Seem yeah. like that'd be a, a good pair to have. Yes. I agree with that 100%. So, been kicking around that idea. I'm sure I probably won't do it this week, but I don't know. But I would like to hear from the listeners. Is that a review you'd be interested in in a month or two? Yes. We don't do them fast. We have to get a few flights on it before we review it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we get there eventually. And uh, as far as I know, I should definitely be simming this Friday unless something comes up. So I will see you there, Kevin. Okay. I'll be there and unless I'm Maybe on Steve. A call. Yeah, maybe. I, I might be able to. I think so. If you're on call, I'll hold down the fort. Okay. Make fun of you probably for two hours, but you know. Sure. The stand. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what difference <laughs> is that? <laughs> you make fun of him while he's there. That's true. Yeah. Yep. 
So I guess that's it for me. Okay. Seriously, let me know what you think about the review. I don't know when I can get my hands on one, but it shouldn't be too long, I don't think. Let's see. Okay. What do we got next? Listener Pipeline? Do we have any voicemails? We got some, but I'm not sure that they. They spam. Hey, free fall guys, what's going on? Hope y'all are doing well. Andy, what is up with you, Andy? Man, <laughs> I, I know that you're a little bit, a uh, little jealous of George and his big old mamba. <laughs> and I, I understand, Andy, you ended up whipping out your mamba. I understand you've got a, uh, what is it, a caliper now? Some sort of a scientific measuring device <laughs> that you can really do a, a comparison. You know, you just need to go to a fun flight, George's. Y'all just go ahead and whip them out, stand side by side, and see whose mamba is the biggest and the baddest, whose lasts the longest under pressure, you know? Mm. I'm betting on Andy. I may be wrong, George. I, I need to give y'all fair due respect. And there was one more thing I had. I'll be darned if I can think of what it was now. Keep up the good work, guys. Excellent podcast. I don't know how I can. Man, I'm just living from day to day. Waiting for the next week's session to come out. <laughs> See y'all on the sim. Take care. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And we got another one. Maybe he remembered what he forgot. And I noticed that whenever you played my comments last week or a week or two ago, whenever the fuck it was, that <laughs> I had way too many uhs. I was listening to myself and thought, uh, uh, is that really me? Uh, my gosh, man, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to do that again, ever. Uh, but you know what I mean? Because, uh, uh my gosh, that's awful. Yeah. I wanted uh, to tell you, though, yeah, I've really been thinking about this a lot. Ian Joel, Ian, excuse me, Ian fucking Joel, he's the guy that just makes the planker come to life, you know? He gives them a little bit of extra pizzazz. So, Ian, great podcast, man. I can tell you got some real podcast potential. It won't be long and you might be taken over. From the Freefall RC podcast, guys. Great job, Ian. Looking forward to hearing you again sometime. Hey, Planker, lay down, man. Just kidding, buddy. Not trying to get too serious. Oh, damn. Sounds like some fine words. <laughs> All right, and that was it. Mm. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Okay, Facebook likes. We are at 1,320. I think I set that number already. But we have plus one. David Hoskins. Hoskins. That's the guy I was talking to. Yeah. My buddy with the R2 mm-hmm. project. Nice. nice. All right. Thank you, David. Thanks, uh, Dave. Let's see here. Facebook comments. What do we have? Um, I wanted to comment myself on the post I put up joining us for some simming on last friday a couple of guys posted tom tom messer posted sorry got this going on and there's a drink and he's throwing the uh the metal horns john d partridge said i got up for a second and this is what happened his three looks like his three kids Mm -hmm. yeah took over Mm -hmm. uh the simulator so that was it for him and it was pretty funny the the picture I posted though I I did a search for alcohol and helicopters or something <laughs> and that's what came up huh and nice. what came up was a whiskey jar whiskey jar looking thing with bourbon in it and uh, <laughs> yeah a glass helicopter in the middle 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. And Dave Gerderman said, holy biscuits, Kevin. I was scrolling too fast and thought you had a picture of a hookah. <laughs> and I was thinking, what are the heck are they up to now? Uh, that was that was pretty funny. I haven't heard from Dave in a while. Mm-hmm. Hope he's doing well. So Tinder says, I lose brain cells every time I hop on, but I keep coming back. <laughs> yep. We, he's we young. He's too. got enough to uh, spare. Yep. Uh, Kyle Gaines mentioned this Twitch stream, which I didn't do and haven't done because it's been getting a little uh, crazy. We're not sure um, if the participants want it out there on Twitch to mm-hmm. be uh, possibly out there for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank says, are we all taking a shit? Or, I mean, simming? I don't know what he means by that. Anyways. That's not at all what Frank said. He said, so are we shit talking? Or, I mean, simming? Uh, I mean, taking a shit and shit talking are two very different yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting too old, dude. I'll, I can't I'll read anymore. A word can make a big difference. <laughs> I can't see. I can't shit. I can't talk. Maybe you need to up your readers a little bit. Get a stronger yeah. prescription. Yeah, that was done in like the eighth grade. I don't think it's possible anymore. <laughs> can they stack two together? Well, if somebody lights a match behind me, I burn a hole in the wall. So that's not good. Oh, <laughs> uh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll try to read the oh, the next comments. Um, <laughs> on our last episode, 239, Listener Series 21 with Ian Joel. Bill Anthony said, great episode with Ian Joel. It's all fun till he makes a meme about you. <laughs> Frowning face. Also, George was off the hook funny on this episode. Nine foot sub. Hope you got oil and vinegar on that. Uh, Mike D said Angel almost forgot I made $10 on that episode Oh he made $10 because He called in yes we all heard that Oh and said he was a good guy Yeah yep Uh, Kyle Gaines said IFJ in the house Ray Bacon Posted a picture And said driving and listening And then in parentheses not while taking this photo (laughs) I don't believe him uh, me either. He's driving down I forty, doing eighty five mile an hour when he took that picture. Yep, that's why the camera's really down low, so the through, police can't th- see it through rush hour traffic. Yep, probably on the shoulder. <laughs> People jumping out of the way, maybe uh-huh. sideways, waiting for the bus. Uh, Mike D said, "Damn, Ian Joel, I hope those creams and pills helped." <laughs> Ian said, "Mike D, man, I better not share that on my eHarmony profile pic." <laughs> Satinder said, who let him on the show? Somebody said, I guess Steve said, one sneaks by every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> freaking Ian Joel. The best one. The meme master himself created a meme of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo picking up an old-time phone with the receiver in one hand up to his ear and the microphone in the other hand. And Yeah. The old-time phone, like you, you pick it up and you say, oh, yeah, right. operator, come oh, yeah, connect yeah, yeah. me to BR549. Yeah. Like one that was on the Andy Griffith show mm-hmm. in black and white television. Mm-hmm. And the meme says how Shaggy logs into Discord every Friday. <laughs> 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 ah, shit. <laughs> and like Shaggy Parker said, boo, he sucks. Ha ha ha. I think he kind of read it after, like out of order. Because, yeah. uh, yeah. He, where is it? Yeah, yeah. He wrote, boo ha. 
like boo he sucks uh, ha 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 and I was and I wrote back saying Angel I think it's time for another Shaggy meme and he says absolutely and that's when he posted the ah, okay. <laughs> Shaggy's logs onto the Discord channel with the old phone yeah okay yeah I'm only reading it like as it's presented uh-huh. cool man thanks everybody for the comments yeah got some pictures from your uh, of your R2 unit too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty nice. Sanding it. The dome. Yeah, sanding the dome down. Yep. I got a chance to paint that a little more. And uh, Steve Saw says, I am impressed. All I need now is to be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Larson said, uh, looking good or looking cool. <laughs> Kyle Schneider said, is R2FU going to be black? <laughs> Come on, Kyle. I said, no, the original colors, dude. Uh, Will An- William Anthony said, why does he got to be black? Uh, no, he didn't. I'm only kidding. Oh, boy. Uh, I meant Dome. I, I think I originally posted Dunn because of Siri. You let Siri do your Facebook posting, too? Well, yeah, because I'm mostly Facebook posting while I'm driving, so I'm dictating. Yeah. yeah. Doing 85 down the freeway. <laughs> On the shoulder. People the jumping shoulder. over the <laughs> over the guardrail. At least 85. Oof. Eric Bonfig said, good work, man. I'm impressed. And Mike D said, can I borrow some of that toilet paper? Because I put it on a box of, uh, old box of, it wasn't toilet paper. It was Scott paper towels, the only thing that we could buy, you know, back in March, way back in March when we had the pandemic. Way back in March when we were on day 10 of the 15-day flatten the curb instead of day 160 that we're on now of day 15. Flattening the curve. And that's it. Yep. Let's move it on to listener post then. So five days ago, Ian Joel shares a meme on our page. Hashtag leader of cola. And it's a picture of Robert Monty <laughs> and it says Robert Monty screaming at a Dairy Queen drive through someday near you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. Leader of cola. Um, that was a great picture. Yes, and I think there's some comments, right? <laughs> yeah, and he said he basically tagged Rob and said, "Monty Alameo, you're a meme." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. And then eight hours ago, Ian Jones posts another meme. Says, "What class can I enter in?" Question mark. LOL. And it looks. It's, there's a meme saying, I'm ready for the hover competition, just praying there's no win, and it's a coaxial helicopter. It's nice. a blade. It's like a little blade scout. Blade? Something oh, like yeah, a little yeah. beetle. Uh-huh. Yep, it is a blade scout, it looks That's like. the size of your palm. Yeah, it looks like maybe, yeah, palm a little bit bigger, but yeah, it's a coaxial. I mean, they don't do well in any win. Um, I wrote... Uh, Sportsman F3C, you got this, Ian. Good luck. Oh yeah, he got this. He'll come in third place. <laughs> he'll be on the. He'll be up there. All right, that's all we have for that. Let's okay. Move it on to website comments. Nothing via the website. No. No. Okay, and let's move it on to people Podbean. People of Podbean. A few things happened on Podbean this week. 
Gray Eagle Jr., Heli Fun, and Mike Welch all liked episode 239, Listener Series Volume 21 with Ian Joel. Dale started following us. Gray Eagle started following us again. And Gray Eagle also liked episode 103, OHB with Bert. Nice. That's an old one. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. And we have some pop bean comments. Oh, boy. Four hours ago, Gray Eagle Jr. The rounds on the bus go wheel, wheel, wheel. <laughs> Pickies on the fingers go wee, wee, wee. <laughs> 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 and then four hours ago, he replies to that post saying, Of course, pizza, pie, apple, right click. Overspeed go squee, squee. <laughs> Bending of bolts. Telephone. Your bells into Jason. Happy Halloween. Nice. And then four hours ago, so right after that, he posts, Oh, awesome. Much coolness, appreciation, outer respect, scrolls of learning. That was in regards to episode 103, OHB with Bert. Nice. There you go. Very cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, Let's see. iTunes review. What do we have? Uh, Crap. I didn't open iTunes. You never do. Mm. It's funny because you're on. What do you call it? I got two computers and I can't do anything. I was going to say because you're on on a Windows machine, you actually have to install iTunes to get to iTunes. Well, I'm on a Mac and it's built in, but I never check. (laughs) That's right, bro. You know what's also built into my Mac or Apple device? The hate. Oh. A U2 album that I cannot remove. What? Why would you want? Because I don't like you two. Why don't you just delete I don't like, it? I don't like Andy, and I don't like you two. Well, we like you. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I saw nothing new on iTunes. Okay. All right. All right. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash freefrc podcast. Uh, what else is next here? Check out our webpage, freefrcpodcast.show. Don't you? Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, freefrc podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Uh, let's see here. Fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast. Yeah, that's with... Um what was this? Wash plate? Handbag, bump stop, and f- uh, flea market, right? Like, yes. Mm. Rummage sale, traffic cone, and null post? I don't know. <laughs> stop sign, I think, is one of them. Stop sign, roadblock, and bazaar? No. And, and blinking blank construction check, light? <laughs> Louis Vuitton, and, yeah, construction light. And construction light. <laughs> Skid marks was one of them, I thought. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> Skid marks, rectal exam, and <laughs> waiting room. Uh, those Wait, one more? No. <laughs> Dude, I can't do this to those guys. I like those guys, man. <laughs> I, I had such a great time on their there. show. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's Kevin, Mike Sobey, uh, Scott Graham, and Dan. Yeah, Dan Turia. Dan the man. Uh, Telerotor podcast. That's with Michael Shaggy Parker and the rest <laughs> and Rich Rich Sowers. 
Mike DiPaolo and Robert Monty. Uh, BKRC podcast. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what's going on with those guys. I don't know. I don't think they put out an episode since February. I think since, they're done. Since, I think their show got the since, corona. I think uh, did they make it to what is it? The magic number thirty something. Yeah, they were in the fifties. I thought fifties or sixties. Yeah. Uh, well, what I guess that? that's the new magic number then. <laughs> <laughs> their show is on the ventilator. Yeah, it's done. For, it's done. Yeah. All right, RC roundtable. That's what fits Terry and Lee. Mm-hmm. RC after hours with Andre. Yep. High voltage with Bobby Watts. Yeah, skids up. That's with Frank, Paul, Javier, and Scott. Not really. I think he was on like one show. The Shadow Scott. Yeah, maybe maybe the empty seat blinking. Did you hear the new podcast that's out there? It's with um, Scott and Chris Nutt. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, neither did they. <laughs> neither did they. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, inverted down under. <laughs> that's what Ozzy, Mozzy, and Jeff. Uh, Park Flyer podcast. Park Flyers with um, two mics and a J, I believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Houdini RC Heli podcast. Houdini RC's with Richard... I don't know his last name. Richard Houdini, Speed Brett Gottlieber, and mm-hmm. Kenny Baker. I don't know. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny <laughs> Baker's on my mind. <laughs> Kenny Sierra. Kenny Sierra. That's right. Sierra. All right. And check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Huh? Yes. Check it's him out. New videos, I think. Hmm? He does. Maybe uh? a few new videos. Hey, that reminds me. Check out Motion RC's last Friday's uh, live show replay. On their YouTube channel. They have Bill Ann on it? It was absolutely the best one I've ever seen. It so it Bill wasn't Bill on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. They showcased that MiG-29. And uh, oh. James was flying. He was so excited and just talking about how good it felt and how gigantic it was, you know, when it was flying by you. Oh, I got to check that out. Uh, showed a bunch of videos. He showed videos of my, my boat, but... Uh, he showed this neat video, this little kid uh, flying an Avanti and bringing it in for the smoothest landing you've ever seen. And, I mean, I was, like, cheering. I was, like, shouting, like, yeah. You know, it, it's just, like, the most awesome landing. And he just looks over at the camera like, what are you doing? Just cool as cucumber. Probably about <laughs> eight years old or something. James is talking about, you know, he can't wait until he's able to fly with his son and stuff. It was just a really... Really good episode. Had a lot of interesting stuff. That MiG-29 video, though, you really need to check that out. Yeah. yeah I'll awesome. check that out. Really yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 What's the sweet Amazon like at the bottom of this thing? Hey. Uh, that was the uh, portable ice maker. You know what we ought to do? So what's new, fellas? Uh, I've been 3D printing. <laughs> that's not new. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not new at all. Oh, man. Printing too much stuff, but I'm making a really cool little project I'll talk about tonight. Sweet. Something for the helicopter show. Daryl's event done in Dalton. 
Yeah. Here he goes. He's going to tell us all about it now. No. Right. And, and then he won't have shit to say. You know? And then, well, we'll like the I was saying. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah, oh, that's it. Shit. Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's what I say. Damn it, Andy. When the birds get in the garage, they have to go. Because they won't, they can't get out. They just will oh. not. How do you get rid of them? BB gun. <laughs> got a little pistol BB gun. Oh, you can hit a bird with a pistol BB gun? Shit, I can shoot their eye out with a pistol. Really? I've never had You're a BB gun I could hit shit out. with. They'll get up on top of um, either that Dynam uh, PBY Catalina plane or the top of the garage door where the big roll thing is. Yeah. After they shit um, everywhere, juice everywhere. Yeah. And uh, what the fuck else did I do? I'll get right back here. Usually it's one shot, one kill. <laughs> I don't like to see them suffering. I hate to kill anything anymore. I wouldn't even shoot a groundhog nowadays. Like used to, I was legendary. They scratched my my uh, caricatures on the on their burrow walls and stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> stick man with the big stick. You know, gun. I'd shoot him six, seven hundred yards, and they just evaporate. So, so George, <laughs> when the groundhogs were online at the groundhog post office, they had your picture up. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Nice. <laughs>